Hey guys, Andres Gamboa Barrera here, creator and co-host of the Ponytails Podcast, and today was a special Halloween episode, so hope you enjoy this one. Uh, I sat down with Nick and Naomi. Nick is my co-host, Naomi is our producer, and we were talking about pony stories or different book field stories from a book called Two Three-Legged Dogs, written by a couple of alumni. If you guys want more information on that, give us a DM if you would like to purchase a copy of the book. In this episode, we just read some stories from the book and then related it to some of our own personal stories, the way book stories tend to jar your memory or jog your memory about uh, some of the fun things that happen to you in the book field. So if you enjoy this one, please let us know. We had a lot of fun doing it. And uh, yeah, tell us which story was your favorite. Comment on the YouTube video if that's what you're watching this. Um, If you're listening, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all the jazz. Be sure to go check out our Bizzler uh post on facebook go to the comment section there to check out the google form and get more information that's coming up and of course uh, if you would like to support us if you like what we're doing if you're a fan make sure you support us through our patreon all the links are in the bio of our instagram and they will be on the description of this episode thanks guys hope you enjoy waiting Okay, now we're live. So we're we're live into this. Um, Andres, I'm not sure if you want to actually share your screen for this one. Do you have the the slideshow pulled up? Because I do, and I can share it on my screen if that helps. Um, Yeah, does it stop the recording if... uh... No. It shouldn't. Go ahead. All right. Make Make it me. (laughs) Okay, there it is. Boom. Cool. Sweet welcome to 63 of the Ponytails podcast. We've got a special episode. We're going to chat about two three-legged dogs and all these crazy stories that us book slingers get when just traveling halfway across the country. No guarantees, all commission, no host families, all these crazy things that you come across on the book field. Um, We were lucky enough to have one of our previous guests, Alex Soto, and his friend Devin share this little book that they, they wrote up all these different crazy things that happen when selling books door to door. So um, yeah, we will get right into the book here in a second. But uh, of course, we're welcoming to the show for the first time, our producer, Naomi Kaufman, coming in from West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, We're excited to have her on to share her origin story, share one of the stories from this book is her own uh, story of how to have fun on the book field and all these crazy things that happen. So welcome, Naomi, to your first Ponytails episode. Thanks. Happy to be here. Super jacked. Oh, but um, do we want to minimize this right now and yeah, kind yeah. of pull up in a little good. bit? Yeah. We'll, we'll get back to that in a second. Let's just hang out. I miss you guys a little bit. The screen screen takes away everyone. <laughs> <laughs> right. But cool. yeah, super excited to be here. Thanks for ah, thanks for working with me. I just love working with you guys. Oh, well, thanks Hell for working yeah. with us. You, you've helped us keep our heads on straight. Okay, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Welcome to the show. Excited to have you on. Let's do this damn thing. Let's so, do this. The format is just going to be funny stories from a book and from ourselves. Let's do this. That's true. So right. the premise of this, I guess, should I explain? Because we sure. kind of have to. Okay, so yeah, we're we're we're, it's, we're we're live now, so we're just chatting. <laughs> right. Okay. So yeah, I guess it was like a couple months ago or a month and a half ago when we were all like working i was like what do we do for halloween because i was like 
should be definitely be something different, right? Happy Halloween, everyone. Also wearing my Lotus hoodie, if you've watched Avatar Let's Airbender. So we thought about dressing up, but then we were like, I didn't want to do my makeup twice today. So that's why we decided <laughs> not to. <laughs> but uh, that being said, we kind of just, I was thinking like, okay, we interview alumni all the time, right? And sometimes like we don't get those crazy whack stories that we all have you know oh yeah and because you know it's like there's only so much time and that kind of stuff but yeah it was like two three legged dogs with a lot of funny stories in it so let's just like read that for the halloween episode so that's what we're doing alex soto and devin pukesley actually wrote the first version and they're currently working on the second version which you guys can um pre-order so if it is something that you guys would be interested in buying you guys can dm us on instagram or facebook asking for um, a pre-order and so that's what we'll do but it'll be a good time we're just gonna have fun and there are a lot oh, of yeah. a lot of funny stories in here and it's really just the point of this is to also just trigger because as our audience probably <laughs> knows when you hang out with other book kids they start telling stories it triggers those weird stories that you kind of forgot about in your brain so that's kind of what's oh, gonna happen here today the deep archives will be unlocked the deep oh, yeah. archives Oh, yeah. rated r you know <laughs> sure. uncensored let's go well speaking of uh archived stories naomi we we would love for you to share your origin story because you said it's a pretty crazy story right how you initially got into books and then we can hop right into to the book right yeah for sure i think it's i think it's kind of crazy it might not be that crazy but it's definitely different it's not like i filled out a survey or no nope. whatever <laughs> so um essentially i um i'm actually going to turn my screen sideways real quick so give me one second because my ipad is plugged into this thing technical stuff okay boom all right i don't like to say it didn't rotate did you lock the rotation ah (laughs) i love that (laughs) actually you should do the rest of the episode like that you should do the rest of the episode like that that'd be hilarious all right naomi it's your time to shine. What you got? Okay. So it's funny because Sarah's already, Sarah AU, my friend and student leader, I guess. So she, she's already, she was on ponytails like pretty early on, um, which is kind of yeah, cool. cool. Um, so my origin story actually starts when I was about two years old. So my mom is super into health. And so she was like really healthy and like eating organically before it was like cool to do that. Right. Like I used to get made fun of in school for my healthy lunches. And now everyone's like, oh, I make healthy lunch for my kids. You know, it's like, all right, cool. Congratulations. I used to get made fun of for it. Um, But that being said, my mom actually met Sarah Ayub's mom, Sophia Ayub in Whole Foods. And my mom used to put on these like health food luncheons. So she actually ran into Sarah's mom, invited, my mom's such an expert, invited Sarah's mom to one of her health food luncheons and was like, I'll just get a babysitter for our girls. So my mom, Fia was Miss Mrs. AU. She she came, she was probably the one that came the most consistently. And so my mom would always get a babysitter for us. So I was two and Sarah was like three-ish, like three and four. So when Sarah was about five she was going to start kindergarten and I was in preschool she actually moved to Massachusetts 
sad. Um, she was like my first friend. So we're like diaper friends, right? So Sarah moves away to Massachusetts. I remember like the party and everything. Her mom was like vacuuming something. That's like mostly what I remember. <laughs> so Sarah moves to Massachusetts and probably like a year later, I'm in like kindergarten or something. And I get a letter in the mail. And I was like, Naomi, got a letter in the mail. And I was like, what? And it was a letter from Sarah and she made these little like bead um like iron things oh yeah 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 i don't know if you guys have seen those but she sent oh, someone she's like you're my friend and i miss you it's funny because i was cleaning my room today because it's halloween and i have friends coming over right and actually i have a whole box at my parents house of all of sarah and i's letters but i found this in my closet today so it's actually one of the pieces of letters <laughs> that's awesome that sarah actually yeah, so from Massachusetts. It's probably when we were like eight or something. That's like eight-year-old handwriting, I think. Wait, we're, so. we're in Massachusetts. Attleboro. Attleboro. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. that's where Sarah's from. Shout out to Mass. Let's go. Oh, there yeah. you go. Absolutely. So Sarah and I were pen pals from, she moved away probably through like middle school-ish. And we kind of fell off in middle school because, you know, in middle school, you're like too cool to have a pen pal. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I don't know what you who, mean, but okay. <laughs> who, who writes? Oh, I know. I know what you mean. Who writes? Nobody right. does extracurricular activities if they don't have to. Yeah. Like, what? So, fast forward to 10th grade, my 10th grade year, Sarah's 11th grade year. I find Sarah on Instagram. It was that classic, like, OMG, you're so pretty now. OMG, how are you? Like, that was like the typical <laughs> conversation of like, oh my gosh, you know, finding each other on social media. And um, it, was, it was quite funny. And so we caught up a little bit. I stalked her profile like hardcore. And then about a year later, my junior year, her senior year, she messaged me and she's like, hey, Naomi, I'm coming to back to Florida for college. And I was like, no way, like we gotta hang out. So Sarah and I hung out my senior year, her freshman year of college in the spring, right after I actually moved out of my parents' house. So my parents those, and I had- like, By the way, who don't know, this was all in Orlando. Um, well, this is in Orlando, so yeah, UCF. Yeah. UCF, go Knights. Yeah, so Sarah, I, I'm- born and raised in Orlando. Sarah moved away from Orlando and came back to UCF for college. And we hung out my senior year at my friend's house that I was living with because I actually moved out of my parents' house at four in the morning on my 18th birthday um, in January. So that's like a whole story within itself. But I walked out with $300 in my pocket and I haven't gone home since. <laughs> but my parents and I have a great relationship now. But that's like a big anchor, confidence anchor for me, like when it came to selling books and um the woman I am today honestly but uh Sarah and I hung out at Maddie's house and she's like I was like we can hang out this summer because I'm graduating and da, 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 da. she's like oh well I have an internship and I was like oh well that's okay we'll just hang out when you get home like we'll just hang out in the fall then like I'll I'll be in West Palm Beach because that's where I'm gonna go to school but you, know, you can come visit me and stuff. So Sarah leaves for her internship, right? And I'm just like, whoa, Sarah's got an internship. <laughs> selling books. <laughs> Sarah comes back from the summer and she comes down to like hang out with me. And I just remember that freshman year, she was like, she hangs out with me. And apparently on her end of the story, she was like hardcore, like planting seeds and like trying to recruit. And I was just like, all right. 
she I remember her telling me this story about like she was sitting on zero I think she told this on her episode she was sitting on zero till like 9 30 and she's like oh one more house she goes to the last house they buy the bag right, right. and um I remember her telling me this before I saw Parks in the fall when we were hanging out with mom and I was like all right cool (laughs) i don't know if that's impressive but great for you good for you like why that happened and uh, yeah so that was us hanging out in the fall then the way i got recruited my mom kind of actually recruited me so this is the funny part so i come home for winter break remember i moved out of my parents house so my winter break this was the first time i was spending more than a week at my parents house since i had like dropped them essentially so i go home for winter break i'm like super nervous and just like hanging out and i'm like okay because it was it was just like a lot of yeah and um we're like in the kitchen and my mom's like oh blah, blah, blah. Do you, don't you know like sarah made like 10 grand last summer and i was like I cut myself financially off from my parents. I paid all my own bills. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a ton of friends. Like I was just like hated freshman year of college, that first semester. Um, Because I actually really only went to PBA because I was going to be homeless if I didn't go to college. Went to where? PBA, my school. Palm Beach. So the only, yeah. So my parents wouldn't let me apply to any public universities when I was living under their roof. So I moved out my 18th birthday in January, but at that point, it's kind of late to start applying to college. So the only college I had applied for on time was PBA. And I wanted to go to FSU or FAU and I did get accepted there, but not until spring term. But because I lived with my friend to finish high school, then couch surfed all the summer before college, it was like, okay, I have to go to college or I don't have a place to live. So that's how I ended up at my school. Um, And so I'm home for winter break. My mom mentioned Sarah making 10 grand. And so like the money was just like, I need money. I pay my own bills. Like, yeah, I'm working as a TA, like at school and financial aid and stuff. But like, I also, I didn't want like a ton of debt. Like I didn't want to be just, I knew I wanted to set myself up for like later. And um, I texted Sarah and I was like, what's this thing that you're doing? (laughs) And she's like, oh, I'll introduce you to my student manager, Maria. <laughs> and uh-huh. I remember the berserker what lived across Orlando. So if anyone knows Orlando, like it takes a minimum of 30 minutes to get anywhere. Where we were meeting Maria at the Starbucks was like an hour from my mom's house. So in my head, I'm like, oh, we're just going to go to Starbucks. It'll be like a 15 minute drive, probably meet up uh-huh. with Maria for like 30 minutes and come home in like an hour and a half you know the hour the hour drive like the whole time there I'm just like okay so like who's this Maria like why are we driving an hour like what's going on <laughs> you know and so we get there Maria like builds her pour she offers to buy me coffee and I'm like no thanks and <laughs> she's like doing her job really well and I'm just like oh, so confused <laughs> so like looking back on it as a full-time recruiter like what I've done like she did a great job you know Maria was doing a really great job it's getting hot in my house so (laughs) we sit down and this is the old Eagle Blitz Prezi which I believe Jon Stewart made is what he told me but this Prezi like went in and out and the background was green and Maria like Belger poured the only thing I remember from being notebooked 
which for those of you listening that don't know what notebooking is, it's like a one-on-one informational session with a student. The only thing I remember is it got to the first advantage slide and it said in the top left-hand corner in red lettering, the average student that works with us for five years makes an average of $130,000. And I looked at Maria and I was like, oh, so I can do this my whole college career? And she was like, well, if you get selected. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course. (laughs) Of course, right? Because you might not be selected, right? Right, yeah, you know, because that's, as a recruiter, that's what we say, like, if you get selected. And I was like, well, I'm doing it. So, like, if that's what it is, like, I'm doing it. Like, and the entire rest of the notebook, I totally zoned out. I had no idea what was going on. I remember I was in the process for about two months because that was December. That was winter break. I didn't get selected until February 6th. And so it was really just because I wasn't doing my assignments. And I was just like, dude, this is so stupid. Like, why do I have to do assignments? Like, I'm told you I'm doing this. Like, just like, why is there an interview process? Like, I'm Sarah's friend. Like, just like, let me do it. Like, let me go so much. Like, that was just, it was just like, I knew I was doing it. And I was like, yeah, I'll probably do this for like four years, like my whole college career. And that's what I did, essentially, you know? Um, So it's just funny. I remember like Maria and I being on the phone when she's interviewing and she's like, oh, who'd you get to talk to? And I was like, no one. I'm taking 23 credit hours this semester. Leave me alone. Music (laughs) majors get freaking overloaded. As a music major, you take 18 to like 23 hours a semester. So it was like, I was taking so many classes and just, I was like, I don't want to do these assignments. It's stupid. I don't want to read the articles. I don't want to do it. (laughs) Like I'm selling like books, like I'll do it. Okay. Just like, let me get through it. So that's kind of how that happened. And that's kind of my origin story. And honestly, I didn't even realize that we were knocking on doors until like everyone's running around in the parking lot at sales school. And I was like, oh, this is okay. <laughs> I just knew the money and I was like, well, if that's what they say it is, then cool, I'll go do it, you know? So that, that was all it was. So that's my origin story. Very kind of elongated, but that's what it is. Just immediately bought in. No way, no way they could stop you. No, yep, nope. <laughs> you were you were a pony. Yes. And my oh, this is a funny part too. My mom actually wanted me to sell books so badly, she reverse psychologyed me into selling books. So oh, I came home from the notebook. You can't yeah, do I it. Home, I came home from the notebook and she was like, I was like, Yeah, like, what do you think? And she knows that I'll do the opposite of what she tells me, especially at that time, right? And she's like, I don't know, I guess. Like, I don't care. Meanwhile, she's in the background. She's like, I want me to sell books. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So they were like super excited. Parent visit went well. My parents are just like unicorn parent. I mean, my mom's the one who planted the seed to get me notebooks. Like, it was kind of funny. So, my mom's. So that's Sarah and Maria and Sarah's mom. (laughs) And Sarah's mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That, that is a definitely unique story, man. That's wild. It, it is different. So it's like you hear all these, oh, I filled out a questionnaire. Like, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, different. That's dope. That's dope. This is hilarious. I, I think it's uh, it's it, when people are just ponies, they'll find, they, there's people that are like, you're just going to end up selling books. You didn't have a choice. <laughs> like, oh, this, yeah. is, this is predestined for you. <laughs> Regardless yeah. of what you believe, you're supposed to do this. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. 
Yeah. It's, crazy. it's crazy like uh hearing Kate Wright's story of how she like pushed her way into selling books after being told no a ton of times yeah. uh by a ton of people and there's plenty of examples like that throughout the book world's history. So yeah. Yeah. You didn't choose the book life. The book life chose you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I remember listening to Kate's episode. I was like, oh, wow. It's finally someone that like just was selling books, kind of like I was. Like, it was just like, that's what was destined to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's legit. Well, speaking of selling books, we're, we're trying to sell this this little book here, three, Two Three-Legged Dog. Yeah. So be sure I mean, to... If people want it, they can get it, you know? Oh, yeah. We got, we got to take some pre-orders ahead of time, so... As Naomi mentioned, uh, reach out on Instagram or Facebook, but uh, let's uh, dig into this, shall we? Yeah. Uh, does that sound yeah, we can totally cool? dig into this. All Andres, right. did you have anything to say? You look no, that's, I'm game. No. All okay. Right. Let's hop into cool. it. So, <clears throat> yeah, this is a book. Um, Alex is one of my best friends as well, so I was like, this would be a cool way to support that too we probably won't read all that i have the old version of the book so honestly i guess to kind of ex should i explain how this book works because some people don't know so two three-legged dogs the new version it has the black cover so this is the old version that i used this past summer um so i sold books for five years i just finished my last summer with southwestern so i was recently on the book field but the way it's explained all in the forward so there's always an alumni story um that is on the right hand side of the page right and then yeah like if you want to go ahead and flip to the 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 second page there go to the second page yeah so there's always a quote at the top right and then the executive exercise theme is actually like for so for here it says geriatric execs so when you wake up in the morning you're at breakfast like you're supposed to be an old person while you're doing execs um focus of fun is something for you to do during the day that keeps your mind off of selling books um for the goal period reset just like different activities that you can do to like kind of just wipe your day clean and keep going and that kind of stuff and then they put alumnus challenge um but it's more so, I guess, experience dealer challenge, but I think it might be turning into an actual alumnus challenge for alumni in the future. So that's kind of the structure so of the cool. book. Yeah, so really this cool. book is a guide to have fun on the book field. And so it gives you stuff every single day that you can do as you're selling books and really funny stuff to read at breakfast, essentially. So I read this book every day this summer. This is my copy, it lived in my glove compartment. There you go. So, that's yeah. super cool. Shall we so, read this first story? Maybe Andres can read it. Who knows? Yeah, so we won't really read through the executive exercise stuff unless we want to do like the, you know, we'll just kind of go story by story. I do have one in here that, you know, that isn't on this uh, slideshow that Alex shared with us that I really want to read because it's hilarious. And it's uh, actually, and for our listeners, you guys can kind of try and guess like who some of these people are, but um, you might know some, you might not. I know some of them. One of my stories is in here too. It's kind of fun, but we can just click back to the story and Andres can like read it. And for the listeners too, I guess, um, this is really just a trigger stories in Andres's brain, Nick's brain, and just kind of have fun and shoot the crap while we read this book because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, sounds good. So day four, <clears throat> here we go. And I'm going to zoom in on this because it's kind of hard to read, but okay, there we go. I got it now. 
The day was young, and I started driving down a dirt road driveway. About a mile in, I started questioning myself as to if this was a good idea. Eventually, I find a house at the end of the driveway. I knocked on the door, and when the old man answered, I thought, great, maybe this is long drive. This long drive will be worth the cookbook. Oh my gosh, this poor guy. <laughs> Sorry. What's the creepiest thing you've ever seen in a man's bedroom, he asked. On the long list of creepiest things I've heard, this ranks top 10. <laughs> I let out an uncomfortable chuckle. I don't know, maybe stuffed animals? <laughs> well, I've got something better than that in mind. Come check it out. I let him know that I was uncomfortable, and he disappeared for a moment, returning with a coffin. Want to see what's inside? No, sorry, Randy. I'm feeling extremely uncomfortable now. He pops it open anyway. The coffin is lined in John Deere felt with a framed photo of Randy and a six-pack. It was his coffin, made by him, for him. He was so proud of his work. After our conversation, he gave me a handcrafted jewelry box that he built. It's beautiful, and I was thrilled. When I got to the next house, they asked if I had met Randy and whether or not he gave me a jewelry box. I thought it was special, <laughs> but apparently it's his thing. <laughs> Randy! Okay. Oh, my God. I can't recall anything like that happening. That's fucking weird. <laughs> that is so strange. So wrong. Does anyone have any, like, really uncomfortable... You know what's funny? The rookie that lived with me this past summer, he um went to door demo this really old guy that had a coffin on his porch. Oh <laughs> He's like, You wanna know why flamingos are pink? And the guy was like, Sir, and he like pointed to the co coffin. He's like, Does it look like I need to know why flamingos are pink? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I don't know what it is with old men having their coffins on their porch. Oh, that's crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> What's the most uncomfortable thing you guys have seen on the book? <laughs> um, oh, I got this. I got this. Go for it. I, uh, um, we should stop sharing while we're, while we're, while we're discussing yeah, yeah. just regular. Um, okay, so my fourth summer, I was selling up in Vermont, and I was just outside a town called Waterbury. I make really good beer. And I'm... 99% sure I met an incest family. Oh. Yeah. Like, very, very, very probable. Because I, I, I mean, first of all, I get there. And, and this isn't to be mean. I'm not trying to say this to be mean. But I think, because if you're listening and you didn't sell books, this might sound mean. But if you're listening, I think you're going to understand. Did you ever meet a family where, like, you just knew? It's, it was just like, oh, shit. This, this situation just sucks. Like, not to come from a superiority standpoint, but just you're like... The parents are not smart. The parents are not going, or maybe they're smart, but they're not going in the right direction. And you can tell, or like they come out and they're like smoking with the baby in their hands. You know, mm -hmm. like you're just like, oh my God, this is just not yeah. a good situation. Right. It was like that where like the parents came and they were, they were shorter, um, kind of like walked really slow. Uh, the clothes were super old. Like, it was really strange because the house was nice. Like it was a really nice house, and I knocked up up on this hill in the middle of the country of Vermont. You could it overlooked this like valley. It was really pretty, and so yeah, they come to the door, but their clothes like you you ever smell just the staleness on someone? Yeah, it is like that. And I was like, whoa! Right away, I was like, oh no. 
but they had kids stuff on the yard. Like, so I was like, Hey, I'm just, you know, did my approach. They're like, sure. We'll, t- we'll take a look. They talked slowly, like super slowly. Yeah. We'll take a look. Very not with it. Almost felt like they were on the spectrum or something. And what? then, but not quite. Like it was like, it was it just something was off about them. And then they come out, they looked alike. And then they come out and, and it's the kids and the kids are like sl- slower and they are. And then it, it's, it's like implied that they're family, but not in this sort like as I'm selling and the whole time, I'm just like, this is super uncomfortable. Like I am like, this is not a good place. And so I like mid demo, something about the vibe. And then like, it was just really like, you could just feel it. And I'm like, this is like weird. <laughs> Yeah. I just, I just, I just like that was clo- strange. at the at the demo. I just was like, I'm, uh, I'm just gonna kiss next family, and I close, and it was like really like, so yeah. Incest that families. Is... It was that uncomfortable, man. Yeah, I've never told that story before. This is good. This is yeah. Right. We're we're breaking out the archives. Okay. Happy Halloween, yeah. starting with coffins was... and, and incest. Uh, incest. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna say it was something like. It was they said something along the lines of like their parents being the same or something. It was like implied like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. like Huh. huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh I'm gonna go <laughs> get to yeah. the next family. That's crazy. It, it was it was super un- uncomfortable, man. It was not fun. Yeah. That is strange. Interesting. I mean, yeah, I'll uh I'll I'll share a, a relevant story to this next one. Uh, I'll share a screen here for day eight is the next story. So I'll, I'll read this one and share, share the story because I was previewing it a little bit ahead of time. But uh, Go for it. Yeah, it was my third summer selling in rural F- Florida. I knocked on one door that didn't answer. A mile down the road, an elevated pickup truck speeds up next to me. And a man shouts from an open window. Did you know there was a 16-year-old girl home alone back there? How would I have known that? I shouted back. The truck sped off and disappeared. (laughs) 15 minutes later, I found myself at a four-way stop amidst two country roads. From my rearview mirror, I see a police car approaching. I look to my front police car. So I look to my left and right, and I see four more squad cars arriving at the intersection. And uh, that's when I heard thundering from above and saw there was a chopper hovering above so there were six cars in total a freaking helicopter all for little old me and i could make out the words of of the officer behind me on a megaphone step out of the vehicle freaking out i got out of the car kept my hands on the hood what are you doing here i'm selling books door to door for my internship i'm from i'm from minnesota uh, the world stood still <laughs> the silence was cut by the sound of one of the sh- sheriffs shouting, really? <laughs> and I proceeded to get six demos in at once, and they let me on my way. Nice. Uh, that's, great. that's great. So uh, no, I wonder who that is. It's someone funny from Minnesota. Someone from Minnesota. Yeah, it's funny because all these are like alumni stories. So it's just yeah. like you start like thinking, you're like, okay, who do I know from Minnesota? <laughs> like, that could be. So... 
uh the the challenge for the you know for that story is to like do some hillbilly execs and uh that's that's what sparked the memory in my mind it has nothing to do with cops but i i can i can share plenty of those kinds of stories um the most hillbilly family the most like kind of like out there but totally with it when when it came to you know purchasing the product i was in upstate new york and uh upstate new york has some pretty armpitty type places because they have intense property taxes and so people literally make their home shitty on the outside so that it has less of a value to get taxed on it's crazy yes, i was just talking to danny about this and he didn't believe me they, they totally do that, they totally so do that. Yeah. oh my gosh i need to send this to danny oh, <laughs> yeah so so in mayfield new york beautiful beautiful part of the upstate area it's at the base of the adirondack mountains there's a huge lake next to it and um you know i'm, I'm just kind of going through this area and like there's a trailer that's far back from the road and there's like a, a trampoline out front there's a, a four-wheeler there's a bunch of you know toys and random stuff i'm like kids let's go you know so i i like walk out of my car and i'm like stepping through mud that feels like different from mud in complete honesty it, it like smells and feels like freaking pig shit it wasn't that it was just super grimy and gross and smelly but i uh, knock on the door you know, screen door is super banged up and broken. The actual door itself is like barely on there. And, and uh, it was just like a, a rainy, wet day where um, homeowners, the, the parents answer the door and they're just like, education. Does this help out with the Common Core stuff? You know, and everyone that summer was like freaking pissed at the school. So it was like pretty easy to, to build interest there. And so I'm getting in there and it's just smelly and like, the kids start coming out of the, the woodworks, just a super dirty trailer. And the kids are just like eating it up, eating it up. And so I'm like selling them. And I'm just like having to like take a moment to myself, just to like deal with the stench of this home. And, oh. you know, it was, it was crazy. But, um, you know, of course, you know, I bring it up because they bought and uh, we had a, had a good time. I jumped on the trampoline with the kids after closing them and Took a took a picture for Facebook on their four wheeler, and that was probably one of my favorite uh, pictures from that summer because <laughs> I'm like wearing glasses and you know the kids are all jumping in the background. It is great, but uh, that was a very hillbilly esque family that uh, probably would have you know called the cops on uh, someone <laughs> in the neighborhood that had a 16 year old inside the home. I don't know. That's uh, that's a crazy story that. Um, you know, six demos all at once though. That's how, that's how you get, have a pretty strong goal period. That <laughs> is so. how you have a strong goal period. Okay. Oh my gosh. There was this, this rookie I was living with again. I won't name names. He's funny. Um, but speaking of six, six, when I think of six demos, right? Because as I grew and got better at the job, right? It's like, it's a rookie you just demo to demo, you know, it's like, when you're selling, like you demo to close. So in my brain, I'm like thinking about like those cop demos. I'm like, are you closing all these cops? Like you like, are you are you like actually demoing? You know what I mean? Probably not. This is kids this past summer. It's like week 12, week 11, something like that. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm getting on him for his demos. And I was like, you gotta be intentional with your demos. I'm like, yeah, people buy off the door demos all the time. He's like, what? And I'm like, are you closing when you demo? And he was like, why would I do that? And I was like, oh my God, no. 
Oh no. I was like, no. Did Why you... wouldn't you do that? That is the real question. <laughs> like, if if there's interest, you drop the price and you close them. You sign them up at the door. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like week eleven. I was like, there's no hope. There's no hope. Like we just wasted ten weeks. <laughs> of you done oh. not doing properly like i was just like holy crap oh no <laughs> well, what percentage for a better second summer right <laughs> what, what what percentage do you, what per, oh go ahead nick i was just saying that's the recipe for uh growth the next summer is, <laughs> that's fish, but. <laughs> for real for next summer that's what it's for no that what percentage of those did you ever think close because i i had there were summers where i had terrible luck with that and summers had really good luck with like door demo closes um, I never closed like a huge amount of my door demos. I know there are a couple people um, that just close on like, you know, I would say, I don't know, every single cookbook I sold was a door demo, you know, and I probably yeah. like, for <laughs> yeah. this past summer, I probably sold like 10 plus cookbooks. It's funny because Alex makes fun of me. He's like, dude, I never sell cookbooks. <laughs> Bible atlases, door demos, and then like your occasional like black books or like kids books and stuff. So like, maybe like 25 30 customers maybe off of door demos total good. 20 good. 20 to 30 but it's just okay. like if you don't try you're not gonna close them and that's like <laughs> even if it's a cookbook that's two units it's like all right well i paid my expenses today like whatever you know it's more about that getting yeah. like the name drawing and the customers and just like building momentum for yourself whatever and it name is the name a name, a name, a name. Yeah. Someone's gonna know the name. Oh yeah. Yeah, for real. Naomi, you want to read this next one? Let's do it. All right. Yeah, this is solid. Yeah, this is great. Okay. Oh, you know, I know who's next too. <laughs> Andres is to read it. Okay, so day fifteen. I knock on the door in Oklahoma, and Grandma answers the door. Grandma raises the kids. The parents live there too, but they're working. Grandma takes care of the education. The five-year-old granddaughter is really behind in school, and the grandma is about to buy a $400 package when suddenly grandpa slithers into view. <laughs> Actually slithers. <laughs> Grandpa's literally crawling through the living room with just his arms because his legs don't work. No. Oh, my God. He's scooting on his stomach through the living room to get to us. What's going on, Sylvia? He shouts as he pulls himself up a chair while Grandma has her checkbook in hand. Dude, it's the worst when you don't check if there's a spouse. After trying to build rapport with this random character, he cuts off. Nah, we don't need any of that crap. We lost the sale. Sometimes the nose are sneaky. Sometimes they just slither up on the floor from nowhere. <laughs> I guess, I mean, I guess I got like the no, the dad knows or the espousal knows. Those, those are rough. But we can, we all probably have a story of that where you're just like, dude, I got the bag, and then dad shows up, and you're like, come on, yeah. dude. Oh I've, man, I've done my best to forget that trauma. No thanks. <laughs> you know what's crazy too? I have a story that kind of like relates that, but if if you want me to share, yeah, it's a point but, of this episode. All right. Well, it was this past summer. And 
for those of you that don't know, I actually injured my back this past summer um, and also injured my back my second summer. The only difference is I injured my back week six this summer and I was staying out for 13 weeks and I was like, oh, frick. Like what the first time I injured my back, it was like the end of week 10. So it was like, I didn't lose that much of my summer, but I was like, oh no, I have to figure out a sustainable way to stay on the field with a back injury. So what Alex and I had decided, because Alex is, after Sarah was done, Alex became my student leader. Um, we decided that Wednesdays, like I just like couldn't, I, I knew I could push through two or three days of work max. And so Wednesdays actually took off this past summer. Wow. Um, so it's a totally different ball game when you're laying in bed and you're like, I'm losing $700,000 today. Great day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was know. me my second summer i uh got injured around the same time in the middle of the summer with uh, mm. a lower back leg injury that i actually went home from so it's pretty oh. surreal when you're at the hq during the day and you're just like i don't ah this is crazy so oh, your uh, friends are like it. beating you you're like ah you know <laughs> um but it was one of my wednesday appointments because i was like slaying it in this one school district this past summer um like everyone got all the 11th graders got lead from me we're chilling and it made me the number one lead person this summer which is fun um so i go to do this lead sit down and i would only make one appointment on wednesday so it was like ride or die and i love this family. do you want to explain the, the lead thing just for a brief second oh yeah so Even it's funny because heather men mentioned this the other night so lead is actually a curriculum that teaches southwestern principles to high school and middle school kids so essentially what it's funny i actually have this booklet on my floor but this is a booklet they get and then they get access to a google classroom and so it walks them through like weekly stuff so there's like different stuff like um vision casting or has like our alumni um like we do have vision boarding momentum versus motivation self-talk all that kind of stuff um, I actually wasn't offered to sell lead this past summer. It wasn't until I had to sit down with a girl named Ari in seventh grade. And you know, when you're like super tired and you start like mixing up your sales talks. So on squids, a little kid website, the character stuff is, yeah. And I was like talking about advantage for life, which is our teenager thing, but the sales talks for the little kid stuff started coming out of my mouth because I was tired. Right? And I was like, yeah, like learn self-esteem, honesty, attitude. That's like from the little kid stuff. And this girl goes, um, Ari goes, wow, it'd be so cool to learn about self-esteem. And I was like, huh. you know, just like knife to the heart. And I was like, I don't know what lead is. I know like some people are selling it, but I know that one of the biggest things that I got to learn by selling books is self-esteem, you know, and confidence. And I was like, so if there's any hope that lead can help kids with that, I'm selling it. So I called um, my DSM, DSL that night and, uh, and Ben Bressler, and I was like, I'm selling lead. They're like, talk to Ben, and I was like, so I'm selling new lead. Product. Brand new product. Brand new product. Yeah. New product that only TD was selling and employees were selling. And so I was like, I'm selling it. That's why I'm selling it. So kind of became like my jam this summer. Um, and it was, it was really jam. fun. Nam jam. Yeah. And so uh, essentially, I had this Wednesday night sit down to talk to this family about lead. And it's interesting because lead is like a recruiting sale. That you're doing while selling books it's so strange but like everyone that buys lead kind of buys books too it's like you tack on the books to the lead sale it's crazy so much fun it's in, it's probably the most invigorating like you think dropping a platinum 
on families is fun. Like lead is invigorating to sell. It's That's insane. Cool. Um, and so, yeah, I sit down with this family and it's interesting because his dad was like such an analytic and like investigator and he's like questioning me so much. And I realized, I was like, he's like more toward the end. I was like, he's, he's like asking a lot of questions. So when I'm talking, he's analyzing everything I'm saying. And he's not actually like listening. Right. And so it bit me in the ass at the end of the sale. Cause while I was doing the buying atmosphere, he wasn't listening. He totally missed it. Right. And so at the end of the sale, he was, it, there's no slithered up on me. I spent an hour there. Right. And it was like Dang. Wednesday, probably more than that. Super sweet Christian family. It's like the worst when you love the family. You know what I yeah. mean? You're, like, You're supposed to buy <laughs> um, or quote supposed to everyone is not supposed to buy and supposed to buy that is right. Cause everything happens for a reason, but it can feel like that person is supposed to buy. Right. Whatever supposed to means. And I just remember at the end, he's just like, yeah, like, we'll just, we'll catch up with you later about it. And I was like, no, you either <laughs> buy or you don't buy. Yes or no either way it's cool to me. And he's like, well, that's like a very pushy salesperson thing, Naomi. And I was like, no, it's not. I told you this 45 minutes ago. <laughs> so what's going on? Like, did you miss that? Because we definitely talked about it. <laughs> and it just ended up being no and it totally crept up on me and I was just like so in love with this game I was like oh my gosh like all their friends have bought and it just like it ate at me and it was like that was my only appointment that day you know so it was like I there was no going to the next door you know to like get over it and so then it just like bled in the third day it was just like it was crazy but like <laughs> that book is so that story is so right it's like that's funny it slithers up on you <laughs> it's like interesting how but I learned a lot from it right because now I know with analytics and I kind of knew this before too but it really drove home the point in my brain of like you have to make sure people are listening you have to pay attention you have to be on your a-game and in tune with human beings at all times you know there's a recent sales tactic I learned in the solar industry when getting some coaching of brick walling the customer is you don't move on until they understand the point you just made. You, right. Temperature taking. Yeah. You know. And normally I would do that. It was just like I thought he was listening. You know, I thought he was asking questions because he was listening. He was asking questions because he was not listening. Right. And so it's just like, <laughs> different. You know. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. My uh, my first summer. Because um, I, yes to all that you said. But what sucks the most, I think, God, with, with these situations is oftentimes, or at least when, when it takes happen to me with like the husband or sometimes it's the wife, like whatever spouse, like it's usually the dad, though. I don't know. If, I'm not trying to be a sexist or anything. I it's just, that's just. It's usually, no, it's usually the dad. Like it's usually, usually the dad. dad this yeah. is not coming from an opinion. This is uh, experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so. I, it was my first summer I was selling in Greenwood. It was really interesting. It was two side-to-side -side families. Um, this is the, actually the family I ended up, another family I ended up donating to my first summer, but mm. because because it was actually the mom. It, I, there's, it was weird vibes in this town. People really were into education or they were not. And this family, there was like a split parents that were the one dad cared a ton and the mom did not. Anyway, so... I had, this happened to me multiple times in this town. 
but the whole point I'm trying to make is that the part that it sucks the worst for is the kids because yeah because because oftentimes when this happens whether it's the mom or dad that shows up it's um the kids are totally about it it's really weird that's really weird like it's the first time that they get excited about school that you can you can tell it's like when they came down after you call when you for you if you don't know when you're doing a sale talk sales talk you're talking to the parents at first and there's a point where you're like hey let's bring the kids in because they're the ones that are going to see if they're going to use it or not and oftentimes you mean it and the kids are like they're not with you and you're like oh I should just leave because you don't give a shit about this. So we just move on, right? Uh, at least I did. And But this time it was the opposite. The kids were like, you could, they came down and they were not excited. And then by the time the end of the demo came, they were like super with it. Like super, yeah. super, super excited. And the mom came home. And I'm thinking, well, fuck, I got the dad in. So the mom's going to be like, hell yeah. <laughs> And then it's going to be like, maybe I should just tack some more shit on because mom's coming. The kids love the books. And she came in and completely ripped it apart. She's like, nope, this isn't thing. Yeah. She like, I watched her tell her kids, like, you don't care about school. You mm-hmm. you do shit in math. Like, what do you think this is going to help you? You just shit at math. It's good. Like, she was telling her kids that. And what about uh, you? You don't fucking, you've never read a fucking terrible. book. Like, cussing at them. Like, wow. you're never going to read a fucking book. Why would you open up this book? You've never read a book in your entire goddamn life. Like, just completely ripping it apart. And I'm was- like, whoa. I mean, and I'm 18. Like, I think now, if I was watching this happen, I'd be like, ma'am, hey, I'm not trying to tell you how to parent, but this cannot be good for your kids. Like, <laughs> sorry. But I can't say that now. Or, you know, when I was 18 or 19, or whatever, so I'm just like, what the fuck? fuck it's crazy yeah so needless to say they don't buy right the kids, some of the, a couple of the kids are crying and it wasn't like the appreciate like i didn't buy like a tantrum it was like they were legit hurt that their mom did not believe in them like this it was really strange Terrible. um and then i mean i don't know i can't judge that lady maybe they were broke and i had no idea whatever like maybe she had a horrible day at work you know yeah i don't know what happened and that's anyway. something i learned that summer but um it was, but to watch the kids like experience that, it, it was hard. That's one of the things yeah. that I would feel that like you learn. And this, and a couple of the stories we've shared is what this this job taught me a lot about the kind of parent and the kind of spouse I wanted to be in in the future. That I I wasn't expecting that. And I'm like, and in, in stories similar to that, I remember thinking like, I'm gonna make so much money someday that my wife doesn't have to call me if she wants to buy something that's like. Yeah. You know, a couple thousand dollars. Like maybe if we get past the ten thousand dollar mark, that's a that's like a taxable right. thing. So we have to talk about like that part of it. Uh, right. Or a house, right, right? Or a car, you know. But like if something like that, it's like, dude, I don't I didn't even need to know. Like what, yeah. what should happen. Because on the opposite hand, you'd have those those parents, those moments where like the spouse wasn't home and you went for it anyway and then the spouse came home and you're like fuck and then they're, then they're like cool they, as hell they, yeah they, they come in and, the, and and you're with mom and you're with mom and she's dropping like nine hundred dollars and she's paying for it up front <laughs> and, you're yeah. like, and then dad the garage door opens and you're like fuck and then dad's like oh yeah you, you know what I mean? this, honey? yeah here's the checkbook i mean oh no and then and then he comes in and you're like you're like hey Todd, and you know about the guy. He's like, who the fuck? And then all of a sudden, she goes, hey, I'm buying books for the kids. And he's like, oh, cool. And you're yep. like, yep. oh, oh yeah, my guy, yeah. my well, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I had a customer like that my first time. the shit, bro. Oh, that, yeah. that husband is, I was like, I'm going to be that guy because that is awesome. 
It's so yeah. cool when that happens, man. Or the wife, either way. But but yeah. And then those experiences, right? And so yeah, that's it's brutal when when the when the when the parent one of the parents crushes it. It's like whoa, yeah. there is so yeah. much. Your marriage, your life is just miserable right now, and it's ugh. that girl Grace, um, the girl that was sitting down or whatever with us. It was just like holy, mo- like she was crushed because I just talked about like all this life development stuff. It's not even like books. It's like hey, like, let's build you good habits to help you get scholarships for college and, like, be the woman that you want to be one day. She was just, like, so into it. It was so sad. I don't know, like, you brought up the, you know, a lot about the parent when they walk in. Have you guys ever done this where um, you're in a sit-down and you, like, call the other people in the sit-down? And I used to do this all the time, just to, like, F around with the parents or the dads. Like, mom, I'd be like, hey, like, Alicia, what's your husband's name? She'd be like, Tim. Tim walks in I'm like, yo, Tim, what's good? I haven't seen you in forever. <laughs> and the, meanwhile, dad's like, who the hell is this girl in my That's great. Never, never done that <laughs> one. That's, that's like, awesome. Yeah, or you do it to the kids that are in high school. It's like, oh, yeah. I haven't seen you since you were little. And they're just like. <laughs> and the parents what? are in on it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's the funniest <laughs> joke to play. And they're just like what and then you're like yeah i'm fucking around like you don't know me <laughs> yeah man this is throwing me back oh my gosh don't 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 tempt me with getting back on the book field because i'm done this is oh, great man it's great to oh, this, is, this is for this is for alumni only bro so <laughs> it's true it's true i i right. do throw it up love my dad. Right. throw it up though yeah love my old job because yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. There's good stuff. There's All a lot right, of good stuff. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So day 17, I was having a tough go at it. Everyone in my th- turf thought I was going around the entire county stealing kids, which even if I was, I don't know where I'd put them. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you saw the car I was driving, slam, slam, slam. There were so many times I couldn't even get a word out. They just told me stay away and slam until one night I knocked on the door expecting yet another slam. And to my amazement, the mom actually lets me in. And to my amazement, a second time, she seems genuinely interested in the books. I'm thinking my lucky stars, and we get to the point where I sit down, and in, in, in I sit down and can come to a full stop. The cash collection. Yep. <clears throat> I remember thinking to myself, please don't let this, anything mess us up. And then there it was. Uncle bursts into the kitchen and yells, you know who that is? Without even looking up, the mom says, yes, he's the one stealing all the kids. She shook her head. People are so dumb, and I believe in giving everyone a chance. She tore the check from her checkbook and handed it to me. They really, there really are good people out there. I yeah. This this sparks a great story for my third summer. Um, okay, so I was in Mayfield, New York, that same place from that uh, that other story I shared, and I'm like week four, maybe week three, somewhere in there, and uh, it's a Saturday. And the very first door I knock on before a first year drives up to, to meet and follow me, um, he's just like super sketched out. He's like, no, man, like he, he's getting real territorial. He's like, what the fuck are you doing on a Saturday at 730 in the morning? Like you're just casing houses, man. They, you heard what they say, what they're saying about you online. And I'm just like, no, but please tell me. I'd like to know. Do tell yes and so he's just like yeah man i mean you don't seem like it so he gave me the benefit of the doubt but he's just like yeah it's just i, I can't trust you man just because everybody's out here like 
you know, talk about this guy with Nebraska plates driving around, looking at houses, casing houses to break into them later. And I'm just like, whatever, man, here's my book bag. Here's a, you know, short memo, all that. And um, I'm like, okay, this, this kind of spells weird vibes for the day. Same story at the next door, just like, wasn't having it. I'm like, ah, I haven't made it to the sheriff's station up the road just yet to do like a little PR push. So I, I just do that real quick. It's 8 a.m. And, um, you know, I got my first knock in. So I felt good about it. Got, you know, everything shared out. But, Wait, was, uh, so this, was this new turf then that you were starting week three or four? No, this, this is where I'd been working for three or four weeks. And you hadn't gone to the sheriff's office until week three or four? I, I went to the police station instead of the county sheriff. And the police station didn't do a good PR push. So I went to the sheriff's, um, the county sheriff instead. Um, so by the time I, I get there, you know, it's 8 a.m. They, they do a good thing for me. And uh, then Johnny Romero shows up and he's this uh, this first year from Nebraska wearing a Nebraska hoodie. Jamero. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a cool one. And um, he's, he's struggling, right? The very first sit down we get after he shows up, I sell the books word for word. And he's just like, what the fuck this works i had no idea i'd never seen it sold word for word for word and i'm just like yeah i've, I've never really done that either but uh, it works because <laughs> uh, i'm just trying to you know trying to be a good example or whatever and, there you go uh, and so we, we go throughout the day i got a customer under my belt and i'm just like okay all right let's see what the the day brings us and we're driving around this corner where there's an empty lot and there's just like all these college aged people, like total high school dropout types, just smoking and drinking around a bonfire at Saturday, 10 a.m. Just like shouting from the, the bonfire to the street where my car is, hey, there's the guy who's casing houses. That's the guy, that's, and they're just like shouting out at me. And I'm just like, fuck. Okay, so I need to pull, a, pull aside and I'm like confronting them like, hey, hey, what, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I'm from Nebraska. I'm selling kids books. In fact, here, let me let me get my friend in the car who's wearing a Nebraska hoodie. Like, we're from, look at my plates. Pull, you got Facebook, pull up on Facebook, see this little, you know, about me photo album. This, this is me in college. This is me with my friends in Nebraska. This is my college internship, right? And they're just like, what the fuck? Well, you're kind of cool. Do you want a beer? <laughs> just like, no, no, I'm cool. They're like, you want to join? I'm like, ah, no, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm working. I'm working. And uh, so, like, I get a demo in because one of them has like a two year old or something. And she's like, I'm poor. I, I genuinely can't afford a My Book set that's like 90 bucks or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, no half down, half later. But I'm like, okay, I need to get something out of this that's going to help me. And so I, I get them to take a picture with me, a selfie. Uh, with me and Johnny and um, we share it onto their Facebook page and say Nixon Townie is super cool right and so it was great because everybody after the fact was like oh yeah I saw I saw you on on Facebook and people are cool with you and they say good things about you but it totally ruined my second approach for the rest of the summer because I'm like I'm sorry you haven't heard about me yet and they're like no we have and we're not interested <laughs> And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, you're the book guy. We know you. So um, the, the good news is that I had no PR problems for the rest of the summer. So it was, you know, it was pretty, pretty good swimming, but that was, that was pretty fun. Yeah. To, like, you need cool people. Like, no, this is my PR. This is my turf. 
I'm from Nebraska. <laughs> and it's I'm always awkward when your second approach does get stolen from you. Like when everyone does know about you, you know, oh, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. perfect. Since you already know about it, I'll just give you the short version on the porch. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, oh, like, yeah. And I, I definitely took that angle plenty of times. But uh, yeah, it's weird when like there's just PR issues of all these random people thinking you're casing houses, you know. Yeah. Your brother Danny, his wife was accused of finger popping little kids, and yeah, like those, that's no. a story for another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, oh. definitely not good PR for. We'll let her share uh, that when she uh, when she's an alumni. Oh sure, absolutely. <laughs> One second. Nice. I have. I, well, I'll get it later. Uh, there was um um. PR, I had a PR issue. This is actually a really cool story. The the, I don't know if I've ever told this story uh, to more than one person at a time. Like this is usually like the. Go for it. Um, it, it was bad PR. No bad PR from like the standpoint of like I was stealing houses or kids or whatever, but just PR from the standpoint of like you know when the group mom Facebook of the neighborhood is like he's coming around Fifth Street and then they're like they're like tracking you so they like, it's it's so. <laughs> fucking annoying all these kids yeah nothing better to do with their lives and so it was just like door every house like i think i got one sit down and then ever like the it was this giant development and it was just like this for like two gold periods where it was just like all this shit and um the I probably like by the third gold period i'm like i think i'm just gonna have to go to a different part of town but i didn't want to burn through all this turf i'm like there's got to be a there's gonna be somebody out here fucking who's gonna buy books and show enough. <laughs> so um, I'm no, I approach this house. It's the last I can, I'll show you on a map. I'll never forget this woman. I call her once a year still. To oh this day. my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. She, um, her name is Mickey DeGenesti. Um, really like faith stuff in life. This is probably where the, where it like really changed my trajectory. Um, huh. And I, she's this big black woman, super amazing human being. I knock on the door and she opens it and she's like, are you with Southwestern? And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. Another mom that knows about uh, my thing. My and thing. I go, yeah, yeah, I'm the, I'm the book guy. You probably heard about me on Facebook. And she's like, Facebook? I got no Facebook. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Then how did you know it was a Southwestern? And she goes, I've been buying Southwestern book for years. Y'all ain't coming around for fucking six. She never should not cuss. She's like, yeah, I ain't coming around for six years. And I need me my books. Come on in. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, I, so I was like, all right. So I, she's like, do you like chicken? And I go, yeah, I love chicken. And she goes, Boy, I got me some fried chicken. Come on in. It's coming. I'm like, what is going Wait, on? So this is, in, uh, this is in this uh, is in a town called Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. Pennsylvania. Okay. It's just, it's, it's north of Philly. Like it's the town that borders or almost borders uh, Jersey. I can't remember if like borders right there. It's Easton. It's like, anyway. Okay. Okay. So yeah. third summer. <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's, I'm just trying to paint like it's in a big city. It's near a big city. So it was all town. So, um, so I'm inside the house and she goes, okay, what you got? And I'm like, well, what do you, what do you have? 
And she goes, so she pulls out these like volume libraries. She pulls out all these older books and she had bought, she already had all the Explore and Learns, all the Ask Me's, but the old ones before they rebranded. Uh -huh. She had like a bunch of different ones. And um, I was like, do you have the black books? And she goes, black books? I'm like, oh, okay, let me show you. So I show her um, everything that I had that she didn't have. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'll take that. So what happened was that she was a grandma making digenesi and and she was a believer He's strong like very outwardly spoken every other word Bible lord, lord knows jesus knows so we didn't have it available that summer um which is real bummer because that's what i originally thought um and at this point there's like in my testimony that i put on that i wrote in my blog there's like a pre-story to this but at this point like i'd already kind of like been starting to think about like my faith and stuff and um there was this like Bible verse that kept popping up everywhere. It's uh, mm. Isaiah forty thirty one. But those who who trust in the Lord shall renew their wings, and they shall soar on wings like eagles. Or yeah. Anyway, long story yeah. short, that Bible verse kept popping up everywhere. And so at the end of this, she goes, "Can I pray for you?" And I go, "Sure." So she starts doing this like super powerful like, you know, oh. when mm. Jesus walks, like oh, like <laughs> prayer type of thing. She's like going through it. And at the end, she goes, and just remind us that those who trust in the door to renew their strength and they shall soar on wings like eagles. And I was like, what? Yo. <laughs> this lady is so cool. Yeah. So she, uh, her, it, her kids, it, the, the story of the family itself is for another time, but it was just crazy. The, 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 yeah. She was like the, she reminded me of Sugar Mama from the Proud Family. You ever watch that? Yeah. 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 She was like that. <laughs> like, but. But without the hair, she just like had short hair. And she's like, blah, 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 Jesus. And she's That's awesome. awesome. I, I, I talk to her every day. Uh, not every day, excuse me, every year. At least once a year I call her. And I'm like, hey, what's up, Mikey? What's up? And she's like catching me up on her life. It's awesome. She's so cool. following. She's a fan. Um, so she's it, it's pretty cool. Anyway, that, so... that reminded me. It was like, yeah, bad PR. But there are good people out there. You're just like, this is a really cool woman. <laughs> anyway, next story. Sorry. This job, this internship that we've all got to be part of, it's crazy just like the amount of exposure you get to like the different levels of human beings. And I'm just reminded like every day. So I, I love that story because it just like makes me think about all those moments that you're just like, wow, I do love people. People can suck a lot of times, but like I love humans, you know? They're the best. They're ponies. There's ponies out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and realistically, most people suck, you know, Yeah. but it's okay because so do we. <laughs> but every once in a while, you run into one that's like, well, you don't suck at all. You're all, you're always Appreciate awesome. It. Shout out to Brie. Shout out to my Shout girlfriend, out. Brie. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's one of that. Hey, um, I. What you got, Naomi? Oh, she's gone. Not sure what happened there. We lost her. All right, so uh, the next story here from day 20, uh, we'll let her in when she um, comes back on to the, the Zoom link. But uh, anyway, day 20, my fourth summer, I was getting pre-approached from a dad with a bit of a speech impediment about the other houses in the neighborhood, telling me who to cross off and who to stop at. I ask about one house a ways off and he says, oh, those people don't go there. They're Megskis. Oh, okay, I thought. What about the house next to them? They're Megskis too. He proceeds to tell me how this entire clan of Megskis 
are at the end of the street and I'd be wasting my time. I prepare myself to work through this tight knit family who all congregate at the end of the street, who are apparently some of the meanest people in the area. I knocked on the first house, a man answered, and I opened with, hi, my name's Steve. You must be Mr. Mexkis. The, the man blinked and said, si, soy Mexicano. At that point, at that moment, I realized that what I thought was going to be a family of mean-spirited people ended up being some of the coolest people in the world. And I had just uh, been subject to the grumblings of a racist Mississippi man about <laughs> Mexis, right? Mexicanos. So that's, uh, yeah. Boy, Plenty do I stories. have stories about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please. What, what what comes to mind? There are some racist mother truckers out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, Racism is my God. Go ahead, Naomi. I'll, uh... Do you have a story, uh, Naomi? I'm white I AF. I am. Well, okay. My second summer, I had bad PR that I was a gypsy. Um, so people. <laughs> div- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. You, you got gypsy vibes, to be honest. Yes, I do. And I wear, I usually wear like especially in the beginning of my book career i was wearing like these big headbands you know and like i don't know whatever i'm cute but um yeah my second summer it was just like my pr was like there's a gypsy going around selling books and she's like ripping people off and blah 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 and some of the people because in with i was working in wisconsin in the county closest to chicago and there are a lot of serbian eastern european people like people in chicago and stuff and so then people started defending me on Facebook, like, that's a racist slur. You can't be calling people gypsies. Like, da, 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 da. So I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, I'm not a gypsy. And I don't know. But I, I also, my uh, kid, Xavier, shout out to Xavier. Um, he was a top first year in 2020. Um, but it wasn't, I didn't really, I knew like there were some racist friggin' people out there, but I was like really trying to push him to work late. And so I'm like coaching him and stuff. And it's just like, the challenges that people have to face like I don't know I'm like little white girl from suburbia Orlando you know and so it was definitely a different experience like coaching Xavier and like learning and also working like there were two white kids in that org that summer I think it was just like Alex and I are running this org together and it's funny her name this had nothing to do with our org name we went off of like um Star Wars stuff, but it's called Dark Side. It was kind of ironic. <laughs> <laughs> no one was white. <laughs> there was some. There was some pigment in some skin in that order. Right. Let's go. Yeah, but they owned it. They loved it. Like this one girl, Gianni, was like, and as you can tell from the beautiful melanin on the skin, I am a part of the Dark Side organization. <laughs> Let's go. That's awesome. But yeah, it's just like, it's so interesting, especially in like Mississippi, the South, like depending where you sell, it's like, you just run into some racist ass people on the field. So can't say I experienced this too much myself, but coaching kids, you know, is like a different thing, you know? Yeah. I'm sure Andre's Uh, experienced that. Yeah, what experience? I I had some, but I didn't like, it was just, it it was a lot of like the, the usual. And so, because here's the thing, it was one, one, one of the things that was strange, first of all, let me give a shout out to Delissa Allen and uh, Sean Brafo's episode that they each talk about their experience being black people who sold in racist, er- like, per- like yeah. KKK, active KKK members, like, areas. 
Uh, I didn't have any of that stuff. Um, and also interestingly, I think I ran into a total of, in my entire four summers, a total of like three Spanish speaking families the whole summer. All, all no summers. way. Yeah. And uh, I ran into maybe pretty white. <laughs> we, we sold, we sold, I've sold to a couple of Hispanic families or, or sorry, uh, black families and uh, almost no Asian families. Like it was mostly white people. Hmm. Um, so yeah, now I came from Nebraska. And so in Nebraska where I grew up, there's a large Mexican population. And, mm -hmm. but, but all, I mean, it was, I mean, it was still a lot of white kids, a lot of white people. And so I, I, that's just what I thought America was, you know, I mean, I, obviously I knew better. I knew that in bigger cities, like right in South, um, there was like a lot more diversity, but in, in, as far as where I was saying in upstate New York or in the country of Massachusetts or New Hampshire, like New England area. Yeah. There was a lot of white people. Um, and the racism wasn't because these are like more quote unquote liberal areas sometimes as, as well, like Massachusetts in general, right. but yeah, or like when I sold near Boston, but, but there was still racism that like appeared like beneath like, so for example, yeah, yeah. For example, in, in, in Nebraska or in upstate New York, it was ignorant. Like often it'd be like, so they'd be like, so where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm from, um, I'm from Colombia, South America. And they're like, oh, so you're like Mexican, like stuff like that, where it's like, you're just an idiot. Like, you're a racist by dumb shit. But then there was other people who would say things like, um, uh, I, I've been told a lot of times that I have an American accent. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you yeah. have a white accent. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, that's what I mean by like that, like indirect, like, I don't even know if you, uh, maybe it's a different kind of like ignorance where it's just like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? Well, it's just, right? you don't have an accent period. Yeah. At all. Right. But it's because I like, I don't have, I don't sound like I have an accent, like a, like a Latino accent. Right. So they're like, right. you sound like you sound American or I've been told that I don't sound Hispanic. Um, uh, I get, uh, my my uh my experience with like those more like high i don't know what to call it, it, it discreet racism or like just maybe just ignorance um the most of the time i i often realize that it's just people just don't know and then the people that do know they don't care to know like right. you know what i mean like they don't care yeah like if people are the people that are racist that are like nobody nobody today and this is a much diff different topic we could talk about at another time but the large scale is people when people think of racism today when you talk to people i've had conversations they're like there's no racism today it's like no like you're thinking of racism as like in the 60s when they could just openly say the n-word or like uh you know flat out say i don't like brown people right right that's none of that exists yes that's correct but it just comes in different ways it comes in like uh if you see someone like well, my some two of it names, exists yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, but it, it's just way less frequent. Yeah, yeah, that's less yeah. frequent. But that's not what that's not what you experience on a day to day basis, right? Like it's right. more it's it's more indirect. It's like uh, when you have to go when you go check in into a, like the police department. It's like, fuck, <laughs> like it's still it's it's like uh, nah, Ugh. right? Every time there was like a, a blue light award, like when cops yep. got called, like it's 
as a white person, it's like, oh, I just have to talk to the cops. As a brown guy or as a black person, you're like, fuck, I got to watch how I talk to the cops, right? Because it could just go sideways, right? Um, when it came to uh, uh, the way I was described in some of these Facebook groups, right? Like, like it, it was a lot of, a lot of that. Um, oftentimes, parents would ask me questions that were like, when they would be like, so where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from Nebraska. And they're like, but where are you really from? Like, just assuming. Right? Yeah. They were correctly assuming, but they, they don't fucking have to know that. Right? Little things yeah. like that where it just sort of happened and you're like, that's that's racist, man. Like, it'd be weird if I asked you where you're from, but where are you really from? Like, that's it's that's odd. That's an odd question to ask someone. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's not flat out like that up in New England, but it was just more kind of that kind of stuff. Every once in a while it would pop up and you're like, whatever. And so you, it's, it's hard because sometimes you're like, maybe I should be like the social justice. I'm going to correct this. And then sometimes you're like, mm, fuck it. Man. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, long tangent. No worries. But, yeah. The, the no worst worries. I ever experienced um, as a white man hearing someone just go off about people of color. Um, a lot, of, a lot of things happened in that New York summer, that third summer of mine, and this is where that was. It was just like super out of you know the main path of where most of the people in the the area lived, and I just kind of happened upon this door, and I was just really hoping to get pre-approached about the neighbors at that point. And um, this guy kind of strolls out and he's just like, oh, you're in college, huh? Yeah, all these, you know, black people and people of color and even women taking all these scholarships from you. How, how does that make you feel? And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Whoa. Okay. And so he, he just starts going off and using, you know, the hard R N word and all these things, just like talking about these people that are attacking my ability to get ahead as a white man. And I'm just like, dude, like, and I was like ready to go toe to toe and like argue with him. But I was like, I, I just really got to get out of here. Um, it's but, not a uh, positive situation. Yeah, that, yeah. that was like the most overt racism I'd really ever experienced in my life. But it wasn't obviously to me, it was like in some sick and twisted attempt to like build me up and tell me that I'm better than, you know, an entire race of people or yeah. races of people is weird. I'd also I'd also get um it, which, and this has happened this happened actually a lot uh 2016 before that election like uh, where it was like whoa um was I often got like see you're doing it right or your family did it right oh yeah or you or you're out there actually working or you're out there like you're not like one of those drug ones like stuff mm -hmm. like that and you're like what the fuck oh <laughs> like oh my god dude my family well, did honestly, it right. Like, so much like when you sell there's Weed. so much white trash too oh so it's god. like oh my gosh just like yeah so i literally and this is this might be a little controversial but i was just like honestly just like get out the lazy white people that don't want to work like <laughs> like you know what i mean and that's just like i grew up in a very traditional family and like you know all that kind of stuff but right. it was just like when you when you sell books and it's like it's more of like a character thing like you really just start analyzing human beings and their character like mm -hmm. not anything else and so right. it's just like sometimes i'm just like y'all complain about like this this or that with like whereas let people who want to work like work you work, know it's like yeah. how about we just get rid of some of the people that are lazy well, yeah. regardless if they're 
you know, if you're on whatever drugs, I mean, like, especially in the Midwest, because that's where Eaglewood sells a lot. There's so much heroin. There's so much mess. Like, just take out people that aren't (laughs) helping society. Well, and that's the thing with, like, racism or any any of these, like, major political topics that people discuss. It's just, like, what, what people fail to realize, I think, is it's it's not it's all of these are human issues which right, by right. nature means that there's shitty people of every kind right there's there's like really yeah. awesome mexican people and there's really shitty mexican people there's really cool colombian people hopefully i lean that way but then there's really shitty colombian people we've all read public we've all seen narcos right like yeah. so like the same goes for gay people white people white black people, people yeah. women men children there's some shitty kids there are yeah. we've met them there are people that you're like wow you are nine and you're gonna be a fucking asshole and there's nothing your parents can do about it like you just suck yep and you the just know about it the best yeah. part about being exposed to all this stuff is it's what you t- talked about earlier andres is like figuring out what type of person you don't want to be just as much as the type of person you yeah. do so yeah yeah there's there's a lot of lessons to be to be talked about with this one so let's let's move on to the yeah moving on this is this is yeah we can move on we need more of these kinds of episodes so this is i like i like i like this variety i like okay wait which one is this so okay shibbity derp is really funny so we can definitely talk about that i'm like waiting for day 18 because that one's so funny and i think alex put it but i'm gonna i'm gonna continue day 18 right here it's just (laughs) i i was like this is way too short to to read off but go ahead and read it off oh no no, no. that one's fine so we'll go back to shibbity derp because i feel like that's a fun game we should talk about games that we played on the book field so we'll read the shibbity derp one we'll read day 18 i've got one from the physical book that alex didn't put in here because like we're running lower on time so we'll do this yeah, yeah. one day 18 day 69 which is in the physical book and then <laughs> day 79 all right let's do it we, yeah okay Your turn. is it my turn yep oh, okay. hold on hold on i got an idea we should just do this every like holiday for episodes that are like near holidays. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll talk yeah. about it because I, I like spending time with family on holidays and Halloween. We can we can do four more stories though. I mean like New Year's. Anyway, go ahead. I'm gonna meet okay. myself and go get some snacks, but I'm listening. Okay. Um. Cool. So there's a um. Oh, I'm getting a call. Leave me alone. So my my iPad died earlier, but there's a game we used to play called Shibbity Derp. The goal was to see how many people you could get to say the phrase Shibbity Derp. After a failed door demo to a mom, I wrap up the approach with, maybe you can help me out in a different way. I'm looking for the Derps. First name, Shibbity. Do you know where I can find them? She suddenly seemed really eager to help. The Derps. The Derps. Shibbity. (laughs) She sighed. Come in for a minute. But she paused a moment, narrowed her eyes, looked at me. You're not going to rape me, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. No, I responded. Okay, come in, she said. What she didn't tell me outside is that she was the president of the HOA for that neighborhood. It was very caught off guard that she didn't know any shippity derp in the community. I spent at least 20 minutes in that house as she called colleague after colleague, going through all of her files in search of the elusive shibbity derp. All I was trying to do was get the heck out. <laughs> oh, I, I, know, I know whose story that is. <laughs> That's got to be Jon Stewart, huh? That's actually Michael Chen. Oh. Yeah. The yep. one who recruited Jon Stewart. Okay. No, Bernard oh, Chief recruited John Stewart. John oh, Stewart recruited 
John Stewart recruited Michael Chen. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, did you guys ever play Shibity Derp or was that just Eagle Blitz thing? It was more an Eagle no, Blitz just, thing. Yeah, I don't even know. I have never heard of this. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's it. actually, it's more of a hustler thing, I guess. Um, but That's hilarious. Such a fun game. Yeah, you just like screw around with people. You're like, yeah, you don't know the derps. Like I'm looking for the, or like, you know, when people are like, well, how can I help you? How can I help you? How can I help you? And it's like, oh, I'm actually, and they're like, come out, they're kind of naked. You're like, I'm looking for the derps. Are you guys, you're not the derps? No? Oh, sh- do you know where they, do you know where the, do you know where the derps are? And they're like, the who? And I'm like, Chibity, her name. They're from like Persia or something. She's like, they're like, what? <laughs> so you try and get them to like respond and say it, right? But oh my it's gosh. Well, that, oh that makes me think of the uh, word of the day Wednesday, my first summer with Zach Reesberg, um, one, of, one of the most controversial, because he would always come up with on the Sunday meetings, okay, by the way, the word of the day for this Wednesday is, and the one I'll never forget is boner jams. And I never, I never really did the wacky Wednesday word thing, because I, I tried it once or twice, and it was just like super, it made the awkward situation of knocking on someone's door even more awkward and part. Uh, yeah i mean true um but i, I hate oh, yeah. that so that's um, the best part one, one of my one of the first years on my team Devin, um she she went and used boner jams that wednesday and got like called out by the mom like what the hell did you just say she's just like yeah you're like going through you're doing your math homework and you just get like these boner jams you can't figure out how to do the math problem you know that's what this is for it helps you get those boner jams unstuck or whatever (laughs) and uh she uses that and like the mom's just like please leave my home that that type of language is not welcome here and so (laughs) Devin. Uh, just had had a, a funny story to tell about it but uh yeah that's what i think of is was uh, she a first year yeah yeah, yeah. okay you got to read the vibes of like the mom oh, of course boners okay yeah <laughs> boner jams when you're just stuck on your math homework and you just get you know this boner jam you can't figure it out but anyway here let's uh let's yeah. do this uh day 18 real quick this is john stewart so it's from west virginia so i'll I'll so spoil you, you can read it. You want me to read it? Yeah, yeah. It's funny because sure. I ran into this picture, this uh, this on the book field this past summer, and I had heard the story from John, and I took a screenshot or a picture of it, and I sent it to Alex. I was like, this is John's, right? He's like, yeah. I was like dying laughing at breakfast that <laughs> morning. So this is from West Virginia. The neighbor said, don't go to that house. Those kids aren't, don't even know what grade they're in. So I went. The dad answered the door with purple hair and nipple rings. I asked the kid what grade he was in. He said, I like tomatoes. <laughs> oh my God. That poor child. That poor child. You know those houses that you just like go to and everyone's like, don't go there. You know, it always ends up being like something like. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. And like usually like people, it turns out when you go to the houses that people are like, don't go there. It turns out like quite great actually a lot of times they buy a lot of times they buy and so i can just see john like going to this house being like they're gonna buy you know like (laughs) but it's like this kid probably knows what grady's in you know nope i like tomatoes tomatoes. he likes tomatoes (laughs) i mean that that reminds me of like a house that i was told not to go to that i definitely shouldn't have gone to and it was a hoarder's home 
Uh, yeah, those are the yeah. worst, dude. Oh my come, god! I mean, we all we all have those are there. real, dude. I know. <laughs> I, I, I know Andres. I know Andres has at least one or two, but uh, I'll just quickly share that the one that I went to. They were like, "Nah, they're hoarders. Like, you, you don't want to go there." And you know, talk about smells that you come across on the book field. Knock oh on the door, gosh. just like grimy everywhere, and like the the home looked like it was under construction, but really it was just like under piles of garbage you know yeah and and so they open the door of course they're open-minded they've got you know they just they're like yeah we, we'd like to add you to our collection right <laughs> but oh uh, my gosh no i'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, dude uh, that's they, real man, when you sit down on a hoarder's couch it's just like there's like eight or nine years worth of stickiness that's like food <sighs> fluids of some kind you know Bro. and you just like like your pants changed in their chemistry, like corrosion starts to occur or some shit. I'm just like in this super smelly home, there's like boards keeping like random shit on top of it over the top of the entryway. They're just like putting a bunch of random crazy shit everywhere. And just like the way they're trying to like explain like, yeah, we totally, you know, this would be really good if, and then they try to like explain and like take up a ton of my time as to why this is good, but not good enough. And, you know, if this actually instructed my kids instead of having me do it, you know, because they were all homeschooling or, or something. It was just like a terrible situation that I probably stayed 20 minutes, which, you know, I, I should have drew the line ahead of time. But like, no, you smell bad. This is a creepy house and you're offering Dude. me food on a paper plate that's like breaking apart and i'm i'm uh, no thank you no thank uh, you gotcha. oh. Dude, that's yeah. real they're real they're those, they those are stories, I, I cannot believe people live like that bro yeah yeah just, it makes it you really cool for your mom and dad it turned sure. me into a minimalist without realizing it like i had learned to be that way i'm like oh my god i'm gonna throw away all of my shit right when i come home and then I watched that minimalist documentary and I was like, oh, this is, yes. If you feel so clean when there's not that much shit, it's, it's, oh, dude. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a particular, I mean, I have several stories of hoarders, but yeah. long story short, yes. What you just described is 100% a thing. If don't go work, to a hoarder's house. Just not if you work during the summer, you will bump into one at least. It's crazy. And you could tell right away. Like you're like, oh, no, I don't care how many kids I got. No way. No, no way. There's a whole TV show about it. So, uh, Naomi, you said day 69. Do you want to read that now or do you want to read day 79 first? It's Andre's turn to read something, but you're the only one with day 69. We'll read 69 and then we can do 79. Cool. Go for it. This is Rao's story. I know that for a fact. Cool. <laughs> Shout out well, to, to, yes. to Rao. Thanks. Uh, yeah. It's, and it's fitting that this is day 69. It's kind of funny. Um, as an HQ, we decided to sell a few weeks, extra, extra weeks, and to change turfs. Me and the other student leaders living together were really great friends. However, there was one student leader we lived with who was different, and the easiest way to put it was fun to pick on. <laughs> Sounds like Rao. So without thinking about the consequences, we decided to pull a prank on him and cut out all the sex scenes and sex organs from a Hustler magazine and pasted them all on the president's faces in a sample book. We especially covered Bill Clinton's face. <laughs> we, 
We also added even bigger pictures of his most used demo pages, like the formula page of the math section. Turns out, without us knowing, he had two appointments with librarians from the school the next day. From what he told us, he had, um, oh man, from what he had told us, he had successfully avoided the formulas page by flipping really fast paced the page. However, for this last part of the demo, he showed the president. So when he completely whipped it out for them to see, he was too late and they saw everything. He ended up being really mad from the prank, but thanked us for the unbelievable memory. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's rough to explain to a parent. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, my roommates played this joke on me. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, rough. Yeah. So I I know of some really funny pranks that people have pulled. I don't know if you guys have pulled any pranks or, like, you know of any pranks. Like, I just thought this one was funny because, like, I feel like we've all pulled pranks on the field. So it's like, what are some pranks? You know, hmm. that you guys pulled. And Raul will tell this at like sales school and right. stuff. Oh. In the book. I never really no, pulled but... pranks. I'm, I'm not much of a prankster. I just make jokes in the moment yeah. that don't hurt somebody or set really? them behind. Yeah. No. I, hate pranks. I, never... I think wow. I think it was pretty. I don't know if it was like kind of like the, a force thing, but I don't. Th I think that that was something that was very not like encouraged. Too neg. But yeah. But there were people who I know like tried like the fun ones, like the, like the, like pretending to be like with the accents and all that stuff, which was like, I don't know, but we, I don't know. I don't remember doing many pranks and I remember we did more. It was like anything that revolved like roommates and stuff was always more competition based. If we were going to do something, it was very, like, or like super cute games. Like, uh, you know, you trade notes at, uh, at break at the breakfast spot in the morning and you're like, Oh, now I have to say, say this approach looking away from the door. Or I have to do a beach whale approach, or you know, some other way to have fun. That's like a, a prank Same. of sorts, but not yeah. really like setting someone. Just forcing them to have fun. It was interesting, but I did. I, I mean, I, I always wanted to do some fun stuff like that, but uh, so like I know not, this one. Not pranks. I don't know. I know this one person. I won't name names, but I know he sent like a care package or like a letter to like another book person as like a you know like how we send each other mail on the book yeah. field. Mm -hmm. And I know this person, <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but this person like put um, pubes in the letter to oh, one of his guys. Oh, no. Come on. No. What kind of people are you guys raising down in That's Florida? So what weird. the hell? Pubes in a letter. It's funny. And this person knows who it is. This person uh, may have been on the <laughs> No, 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 no. It's a story for another time. They no. know. They know. There's also, I know, um, I know, uh, this other person actually would, because this is where I got the idea to start doing it, but with the cold showers in the morning, as a student leader, like waking up like five minutes before and putting ice water in like big Nerf guns and just like <laughs> shoot it, like waking up your, be awesome. like, good morning with like ice cold water instead of them taking That's a cold pretty shower. That's legit. God. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, there's, there's a, there's another person that I know that um, they like this rookie, and I'll let. I want the person that was on the receiving end of this to definitely be on an episode. So again, I won't name names or go into the full story, but he was falling and stuff, and like took an energy drink and was given a pill. 
Oh my <laughs> god. What like, are you guys doing in Florida? You guys are the craziest what, people. What, wait, what pill? Huh? Um, a pill. You know a pill. It's an Adderall. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking like uh, Viagra or some shit. No, that would be worse. <laughs> That's yeah. what I thought you meant too. And Yeah, that would be bad. No, it was Adderall. So it was like, <laughs> but this student leader had this rookie behind them. They're like, take this, drink this. And they were like, okay so i know the first year they'll probably tell it when they get on the episode and stuff but i remember this person that's telling me the story it was like i like took it and i was like vibrating in the chair like like what'd you give me <laughs> <laughs> and the person was like adderall and he's like we gotta, we gotta get out of the car we gotta we gotta get out of the door gotta go <laughs> adderall also known as legal meth damn i i've never i've only done like i think I, t I tried an adderall pill one time it's intense i don't remember what happened but i, 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 can see why people I, get into I couldn't it. sleep i couldn't sleep yeah. was the biggest thing uh, i didn't yeah. even know i was like what they the say hell is this i need it yeah, yeah so no, i don't know i didn't feel any extra productive or whatever they're supposed to help you do but i felt awake so i don't know what that means yeah, yeah. i mean right. i also like on sizzler one year like they threw a sink out of the resort like eagle but oh. old eagle it was crazy. Like what? what you people? Eagle Blitz has calmed down. I'm talking about my friends that are like thirty, like anywhere from like the twenty-seven range to like thirty-five range of Eagle Blitz right now. Yeah, we my grew generation. Up around these stories. We grew up. Around I'm twenty-nine. I'm twenty-nine. Yep. That's my generation. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know. Yeah, I we probably were... know who you're talking about, but no names. <laughs> you... <laughs> no, that's that's a story for another time whenever they want to tell it if they do for sure absolutely funny stories though that's i mean that's yeah. the point of this episode it's just crazy yeah, yeah. hell yeah all, all right, right Andres, here we go. day 79 you're up day 79 <clears throat> so by the way we've been on the air for an hour and a half so i don't know how long you guys have but this is kind of like the the showstopper episode that birds story that we can actually talk about because it uh it's yours truly <laughs> if you guys want this is your story? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I never had an issue with the police all summer until this day. I had fallen into some bad PR, but it didn't matter because I was working through the frustration. Door after door, there were neg moms and dads. Who cares, right? I knocked on the trailer and the mom answered and said in a tone that wasn't necessarily pleasant, I'm not interested. Not interested in what? I asked. <laughs> I feel like you should be reading this, but okay, whatever. So, Better go for it. <laughs> I, she scoffed and slammed the door. When I went down the road to the next house, and as I'm waiting for them to answer, I hear a deafening skirt as a little red car pulled up next to me. An almost naked man in a towel emerged from the car, the dad from the trailer I just came from. He proceeded to yell at me about being sexual predators and that it was wrong of me to be knocking. Before I knew it, he had made his way to me and so socked me right in the mouth. You got punched! That's right. Causing what? me to fall over. His towel fell down as he did it, and I could see his jimmies flailing in the wind. Luckily, the homeowner of the house I was at came to my rescue and scared him off. I ended up sending a free set of books for being awesome. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. So I changed and had my best that next... Wait. Changed my plan. It, there's a lot of typos in the first book, which is why... So I changed my plan and had my best day. Uh, week that day. That, that next, next week? week? Yeah. Okay. Typos. Hashtag be a savage. 
Hell yeah. Dang, that what the hell? You saw someone's okay. jimmies, you got punched, and you like gave a free set of books to the, the house you were at because they were cool. Okay. More details. I, so that's like a whole set. I mean, it's only limited to a page in the book, right? So it was oh, like course. Alex edited it down a lot. Yeah. The flame jimmies, that is clearly an Alex <laughs> sentence. Oh, okay. Well, did but you actually did. see someone's junk? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. Damn. So that's 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 uh it's there's a reason why it's the last story in the book because we're like we can't put this the i mean like rookies read this book like right. this book was given out at sales school so we're like we're gonna make it the last story because it's like can't scare rookies <laughs> the first couple of weeks like i could get punched in the face <laughs> you could see a grown man's penis what, <laughs> what? yeah crazy so yeah i mean if you guys want the full story we can we can do it but i figured that would be like kind of the the last one of the mm. of the story it is pretty whack so the i was pony like pony story well, we right like a pony yeah. story but yeah. a different episodes so yeah mm. yeah so that's so you want it to be a cliffhanger for your actual episode where we hear about your entire book story and then you can really get into details then or do you want to or we could share some now i think i think we should each share our showstopper but let naomi's be the last one right now um, well i have like an actual pony story that can be for my actual episode in the future like i got a bomb pony story so right. listeners make sure you tune in and maybe we'll do it in six months maybe we'll do it in a year maybe we'll do it in two we'll see but we'll see um we can continue with this story but like i have actual stories for my actual like i guess interview episode as cool. we'll call it we'll do that but right. yeah what's I guess you and Nick, like my question would be like, what what are y'all's craziest like story, I guess? Well, to keep it to a page, um, this this is the story I've even told in an open mic stand up night and it, it you know, it kills. It's it's one of the craziest things that maybe yeah, we need to hear that. Maybe maybe isn't what you um, experienced with getting punched in the face and by a near naked man, but uh, anyway um my first summer in sutton massachusetts i was in like my second or third week you know I've, I've revealed that i wasn't the best out the gate so i had like no customers to that point it was like struggle bus city but i'm like habits work hard demos let's go and so i i pull into this guy's driveway instead of like out on the street you know and um i i knock on the door the, the mom's not home so the dad answers and he's wearing a, a Boston College cutoff work, workout shirt. And he's just like, hey, what do you want? You know, and I'm just like, oh, um, uh, I'm, I'm selling kids books or whatever. And, you know, struggle to the approach. And he's like, yeah, my wife handles that stuff. And I'm like, cool. Um, can I stop by later? When, when would I be able to do that? And he's like, pretty cool about it. He's like, yeah, my wife will totally be interested. And then uh, I'm like, cool, I'll catch her after five or whatever. And so I get back in my car and i'm just like taking too much time in my car like as i'm like drawing out pre-approach on my map in his driveway and so like maybe a half minute okay probably more like a minute and a half goes by and he just like bursts out the front door yelling at me like what the hell are you doing man get off my property and i'm just like oh 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 my god I, i'm so sorry I'm, I'm just trying to figure out where to go next and and so my car's on and I'm like starting to slowly back away as he's like getting closer to my car and he's like raising a fist and everything. And I'm, I'm like, 
he's just like get out of here get out of here and i'm like i'm trying not to whip my car around and hit you <laughs> so and so i i, I spin out of there and and so i you know i'm just like whoa and you know in massachusetts where i was at the houses were pretty spread out so i just went you know a couple doors down and uh whew, i'm just like oh that's crazy that's crazy so I, I pull into the next driveway two doors down can't even see the, the last house but I pull in and this guy exits his front door. He's like, what are you doing, man? And I'm just like, not again. This is crazy. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm just gathering myself mentally. And, you know, um, I, we were chatting in his front lawn underneath a, a tree in his front yard. And, uh, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just selling kids books. And I go to shake his hand and, you know, we're, we're talking for a minute. And he's like, oh, I don't even have kids. And I'm like, cool, pre-approach. Um, and so as we're talking, you know, he's he's just like, you know, go down the street. There's there's at least one family on the rest of this small road. And as we're talking, we look down and there's like this sticky white and brown stuff in my hand. And uh. he, he kind of notices it in his hand too. And it turns out we when we yeah. shook hands at the start of the conversation in this tree above us, a bird shit and we caught it in our handshake. No, we literally, way. we literally caught bird shit as we're shaking hands in his front lawn. And so we're just like, what the fuck? This is crazy. And once we realized what had happened, and uh, he was like, oh, dude, yeah, let, let me help you clean up. Like, you know, wash my hands and gives me some, uh, some hand sanitizer. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. And I just go on to the next house and they weren't interested at all. And it was a weird day. <laughs> that is so weird yeah so wow. of all the things to, to have happen we caught we literally caught bird shit in our handshake <laughs> yeah. that's disgusting yeah you know, that's the craziest thing that happened happen on the book them. field so that is pretty crazy yeah. that's so funny that is so funny that is hilarious like, what are the odds right dude so. you caught you your your day went from shit to literal shit i think i've told this on the show before but this is i don't know if i told the full story but like or like a like an extended story or whatever but so but i can do this fast um danny's this is danny's probably favorite story of mine that i that i tell um fourth <laughs> summer fourth summer enfield uh massachusetts northern border or enfield connecticut northern border with um Massachusetts. Um, oh, man. I don't even know what part of the day this was. This is like after, mid-afternoon, 2 o'clock uh, maybe. And uh, so you know how like in the summer there's like the door and then there's screen door. But sometimes people leave the screen door closed but the main door open. So oh. Like you're inside the house. <laughs> and so I'm, like, I'm trying to be like quick. You know, you're running to the doors, right? So – um people don't know this if you didn't sell books but we run to the door you park the car and you run to the door you don't like walk your way up you run to the door and then you run back it's all you're running all day yeah it's just wild to think about <laughs> that's how we do it but I only so after that i won't all i'm saying is all i'm saying is uh you're running because because of that you don't really like like you just really knock on the door as fast as you can, and then you get yourself together. You don't like get yourself together before you knock, right? You like you want to bag. Why they have us run to the door? Go, it's go all ahead. efficiency. 
Yeah. Well, the psychology behind it is like action cures fear. And so we're taught in like sales school and Southwest here and like running to the door. It's like the less you think on the field and the more you just work and don't think, then like the, the better. better. Yeah. Yes. But because of that, what it makes, what it made me do was I would just knock on the door and then I put my bag down and then I step back and then I'd wait and then mm-hmm. just kind of collect myself. Well, that's exactly what I did. So I wasn't paying attention to the sounds coming from the house, which is important to the story. So, so I knock on the door, put my bag down, like step back. Um, I'm just like, just waiting for the mom. And then I realized that the door is open and I realized I can hear inside the house. And from inside the house, I hear uh, uh, like moaning. And I'm like, oh, God, no. And so I'm like, okay, well, uh, I got to get out of here. Like, I can't knock again. I hope, obviously, she didn't hear me. And yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go. So I go to pick up my bag. And as I'm turning it, there was a pail of, like, a metal pail that you, like, pour water oh. into, like, your garden. And I knocked that over. And that made a sound. No, 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 and no. From inside the house, I hear, hello? And I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so I'm like, ah. Uh, uh, hello, uh, my name's Andres. I'm the book guy. I'm just selling books. I'm with, like education, and she's. I can hear her shuffling around as I'm like explaining what I'm doing, and then she goes, uh, 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 "Come in," and I'm like, "No fucking way!" So <laughs> I'm like, "Damn it!" So I grab my bag and I open the door, and she's sitting down in the living room on the couch. Like her hair's a little flustered, but you could tell she just like, and and like she's just sitting there. Um, she's got clothes on and, and I'm like, um, uh, yeah, uh, do, do I just say it? And she's like, yeah, yeah, well, come on in, come on in, come on in. And I'm like, okay. She goes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Can, how can I help you? And I'm like, um, well, like I said, I'm a college kid from Nebraska and I started the intro. I was like, well, here we go. So I was like, I'm a college kid from Nebraska, blah, blah, blah. Then you got the, then you got the slicks, right? So slicks are like the little pamphlets. If you don't know, if you don't, if you're listening, the little yeah. pamphlets that you hand to have the pictures of all the books. And so, um, I she has, I realized she kind of has no idea what I'm doing. So I'm like, I gotta just pull out the slick before I get to that part yeah, of the sales yeah. talk. I'm just like, I'm just selling books. I'm just gonna cut to the chase. So I was like, I'm just selling books, and I lean forward to give her the slick, and she leans forward again. And as she's doing that, so she's sitting on the couch on top of some pillows, and it's one of those like really like fluffy couches, like where any movement really like changes the you know, oh, the no. balance. Okay. And so she leans forward and the pillows behind her lift up and out rolls this veiny triumphant fat dildo, like just straight. <laughs> it rolls out and it rolls and it hits the floor and just goes boom, and just lands with a thud on the ground. And I'm looking at it and she's looking at it and I'm like, Oh no. I said that out loud. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Oh, and she no. goes, oh my God, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm like, she picks, picks it up, throws it underneath. She's super embarrassed. She's like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm I'm sorry. I, uh, oh, I'm i no. just going to go. So I start packing up. You know, she's like, I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. You know, we're all human. You know, I, 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 you know, it's, 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 it's nice to be home alone. You know, I don't know. I'm just trying to like say something while I'm putting stuff away. <laughs> So I got in my car and then I left. And so, but I'm like, I'm not going to just not work the street, but I'm just not going to work the street today. So like, I think it was the next day or the day after. 
I go and I so th there was kids in the neighborhood because I mean as I was driving away I'm like there's families here like I could tell because there was like basketball hoops and you know toys in the yard and I'm like okay so there's some families here it might be worth coming back go to the next house the next day or two whatever and um I go and I do sit down they don't buy and then I leave and as I leave she's outside watering her plants with the thing with a pail is that a euphemism <laughs> yeah she is. I was like, you're right. She's watering her plants again. And so, <laughs> so, so anyway, so, I mean, we see each other because like, th so this is in Enfield. So the houses are like right next to each other. It's not like country. This is like, you could, you could see that I'd have almost, yeah, it's suburbs. So you could see she's right there. It's so, I mean, it's like, I'm, so I'm like, Hey, how's it going? And she's like, Hey, come here for a second. And so I'm like, yeah, she goes, okay, what are you doing again? I'm like, I'm, first of all, I'm so sorry. That's, I'm really embarrassed. And I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. It, it's, you know, you knock on doors, you're gonna get some some crazy stories. And she goes, what is it again that you're doing? I'm like, so this time, instead of showing her, it's like, great thing, learn my lesson. I just pull out like the explore and learn sample. Cause you, cause you used to have like the new, the new, now it's like all of all the kids books right, are in one right, sample right, right. book, but it used to have all the little ones. So I pulled that out and I'm like this, I'm just selling these. It's a college thing. She's like, oh, okay. Well, how much is this? And she had the Explorer Norman. So I'm like, those are 120 bucks. No, I was like, 120 bucks. And she's like, okay, just for the trouble, let me just buy a set of these. I'll, I'll, I don't have kids. I'll just donate it to whoever. Um, and just don't tell anybody the story. And I was like, you bet. And here, and I here am. we are, live <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> so, and she won't, I mean, confidential. She'll, she'll, it, confidential. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh man, it was it's so. But she's a customer. It's she's That's she's so like funny. she's she's somewhere. <laughs> um, and so, it's a, yeah. That was that was a crazy. I think that was the craziest thing that ever happened to me. I mean, there were some other crazy stuff, but that was like just outrageous. That's like crazy. outrageous. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. What this episode is for? Just going over a whack story. That's crazy. I'm like, wow. Wow. All right. Well, so let's see how it ended up. Wait, I want to hear how Naomi got punched in the face. Are we not doing that? Do you want to share the details yeah. more than what's on the, the page there? No, that's like kind of not even really the story. That's like the edited short part. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so, so we've been at it for-, for we, On the book field. Yeah, I think we need to hear the story just because we've both of us shared. We'll wrap up with this one. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. Okay. So this was my fourth summer, 2020 COVID, right? By the way, selling through COVID, probably the best experiences of my life. So I loved, <laughs> I loved selling. You should have a yeah. pandemic every year. <laughs> every <laughs> summer. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, we had, I guess to kind of like give some context, we had um, virtual sales, which was ass. Like Mark Rouse sat everyone down in the stats meeting. It was like, the rookies did great at virtual selling, but you guys sucked. So we're going to go knock on doors. <laughs> um, just because, like, student leaders, like, really did not sell that much. So, I mean, there were a couple people that, like, hit PC, but, like, two, you know? It's, like, not it. So we, um, we had virtual sales school, two weeks of virtual selling, and then actual sales school. So our 12-week summer got shifted down to an eight-week summer if you were on a regular school schedule, which I was, right? 
And so I had to be back at school by certain times. I had eight weeks to sell. Um, and I was just like, all right, like we're gonna we're gonna have our best summer yet still. Like, cause I've every year that I sold books, I grew. Um, and so I was like, we're just gonna do it, whatever. And I had sold like fucking nothing, you know, during virtual sales. <laughs> um, so Alex and I are running this org together with Devin as well. Devin's the other author of this uh of two, three legged dogs. And um, that was such a fun summer. We're in Missouri, right? So I'm living with two Missouri. girl no, Missouri. I love Missouri. Like Missouri's awesome. Cool. Um, super country turf, um, like super country turf. But I was living in Illinois, in Quincy, Illinois, and drove over the border every day to work in Missouri. And Alex was living in St. Louis with Eva, who we have to get on this freaking podcast. She's super cool. She sold 10,000 units uh, back in the early 2000s. Her and I are really good friends now. But um, he was living with Eva and was driving into Illinois. So the rookies like weren't producing as much as we wanted them to be producing. Um, so Alex and I decided to swap HQs so that we could, you know, change the situation for the rookies and hopefully help them produce more. Um, so Alex and I switch HQs. So that means I'm now living in St. Louis, driving into Illinois. He's like, you love co- money country. Like here's some money country work in this County. It'll be great. And I'm like, okay. And besides this County, there's really like no turf to work because a lot of the turf in St. Louis is unworkable because it's like inner city. Um, so we switch and I get there for, you know, move in that Sunday night, whatever. And, um, I worked that Monday in the turf and I always, I know Nick mentioned this, I think, on a previous episode, but I'm really, really great with my police officers. Like, I, they always post about me, like, this is Naomi. She's going door to door. Um, cutest, this past summer, cutest post about me. He was like, give Naomi a huge you're welcome. In my county was so cute. <laughs> but they always post about me and they share it on their page, right? So I go check in with the police officer. And I have this theory that if the sheriff or chief of police is an asshole, that turf is full of assholes. <laughs> like that is my theory. If the if the police officers are good, then it's good turf. If they're not, then you just watch Fair yourself. Enough. You know, that's that's my theory, right? Because I've I've worked in a lot of different places. So I go to check in with this guy and he like will not take a picture with me at all. And I'm like, okay, well, can you just take one for me so you guys can post on, it's for the safety of your community and for the safety of me. Like my parents would feel like, you know, when you're a girl, you can like kind of like pull the, I'm a girl strings. (laughs) And um, he was like, yeah, okay, fine. And so we're like walking out to the car and I'm like still trying to like sell him on taking a picture with me because it's a lot better than just a picture myself. And I was like, you know, he's got like this ring on, right? He's like wearing his wedding ring or whatever. I was like, you don't take pictures with your wife and kids? Like, don't you want to take a picture with the book girl? And he's like, this is for work. And it was a blue and black, like, ring. And I was like, oh, no. No, no, no. You don't have a wife and kids, Naomi. <laughs> so he's like, I don't, I'm not taking pictures. So he, anyway. Oh, no. That was Monday, right? So Monday, I, like, sell. I'm coming off my second sleeve of PC, right? So my old turf, I just hit PC, like, twice. Um, and so I'm like coming to this new turf and I sold like a four book that day and like maybe some kids books. I had like two, three customers, but it was just like, okay, I'm doing the exact same thing that I was doing like in my old turf. So like, just, I was getting weird vibes, 
right? And um, that night, Alex and I are catching up about the org on the phone. And I'm like looking at, I'm like, yeah, like what other turf is available? He's like, you know, you just let it ride out for the week. I'm like, I will. I'm just, I have weird vibes, but I will, I will let it ride out for the week, you know? And um, then he was like, okay, well, this rookie is going to follow you tomorrow. And I was like, okay. So this isn't mentioned in the book because I actually had a rookie follow me when I got punched because this rookie also got punched, right? Um, so next day we go where again, I'm coming off my second sleep with PC. So like, I'm just like my expectations for sales. is like when you're just in the flow state, like you're there, you know, everyone's just signing up. And so I'm like, whatever, new turf, like just break it in. We're chilling. And, um, I, that whole day, like that morning, I had a guy like follow me out with his truck and just kind of like be a jerk, you know? And I was like, that's weird. Like, huh. You know? And then I had another house where the cops got called on me and I'm like sitting down with the mom on the porch. And I was like, Oh, like, and I talked to one of the police officers. I'm like, Hey, like, did your chief like, or sheriff, did he make the post on Facebook about me? He's like, no. And I was like, well, why not? You probably wouldn't have been called. So like, can you, can you fix that today, please? Because there's obviously a PR thing going on. Right. And he's like, yeah, I can get the marketing guy on that. I'm like, yes, please do. Thank you. It'll save you a couple trips out here. <laughs> like, you know, you um, tell him. I did. I told him. And so then I was like, okay, whatever. So I'm sitting on zero till like 3 PM. And like, again, when you're kind of in the flow state, like usually I'm off zero by like 10, 11 AM, you know, so I'm like, what the F is going on? And, and I'm have this rookie by me. And like, normally, like when you're by yourself, you're like, nah, F it. Like, I'm just going to go like, find like a good, like, this isn't good for my attitude. Like, le- like, let me do what's best for my attitude. Because that's what's going to help me sell books. Right. But I'm like, okay, like, let's just stay here because this rookie is following me. So like, lead by example, right. Just like deal with the bad PR. So I finally signed someone up. It's a week, week order. And earlier in that day, people were just like being assholes like all day. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I go to this. So it's trailer, trailer, and next door a house, right? So I get pre-approached from this back trailer. And this chick is like, oh, well, the front trailer, they have kids, but they're not home right now. And I'm like, okay. And on the house next door, there are these kids playing on um, like a playground, they come over and they're like showing me their stickers. This is all relevant, by the way. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, love it. Like, cool stickers. I'm trying to work. So I go demo the mom of the house, right? Because I'm like, oh, the kids are outside. Like, let's go talk to this mom. Just was a door demo. Nothing came of it. So I come back at Gravy, right? Meanwhile, throughout this day, just like door slams, people not answering. This guy like yelled at me. He's like, you're like selling books or something. And I was like, yes, sir. I am selling books. Is that a problem? <laughs> I was like, with your like tags, like I had just bought a new car because I just hit, a, I just totaled my car like the week before. Totaled my car, hit me like, and I'm like, yeah, it's a new car. I bought a new car. Thank you. Like bunk off. So all day people just being jerks, right? So I go to this, back to this trailer, right? And knock on the door and mom answers like the story said. And she goes, we're not interested. And I'm like, at this point, I'm just like, over people's bullshit and I'm like interested in what <laughs> she's like slams the door <laughs> and I was like all right well next house right so we go to um the family that I gave a set of books to for essentially saving our lives his name is Kaizik so we go to Kaizik's house which is about 
probably 50 yards away from this trailer. While I'm standing side profile at the door, I see angry man in towel stomp out of his house, skirt out of the driveway, skirt all 50 yards to this house, right? He gets out of the car and I've got Mark or this, uh, this rookie behind me. I guess I don't have to be this great. Mark is his name. He's a great kid. Um, he's also a kid of color though. And so we're in Illinois, like country, right? And so I believe the man who punched us, which I won't divulge his name or anything, but he totally like had an Aryan tattoo, you know? So like, I know part of this is like racism, you know, but he gets out of the car. He's like, what the F do you guys think you guys are doing? Like, blah, 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 blah. Like you guys are predators. I was like, sir, like we're just selling books. We are college students. Like I'm trying to like calm him down. Right. Because he's just, he is yelling. And I was like, sir, like, it's totally fine. And Mark looks at me like, tell me, what do I do? And by the time he looks back at the guy, the guy punches him and lays in like five, like four, five, six punches, just like up against the truck of this family's house that we're at. Like, we're not even on this guy's property anymore. Like we're on a different property, you know? And then I'm like, oh, and he's like, I'll call the cops. Like saying you love my kids. I was like, I will call the cops. Like you are attacking us. Like yeah. I will call the cops. And he like comes over to me and then I like, cause I'm like kind of like starting to approach him, but like, I don't know what to do because also like Mark can't fight back. Cause how is it going to look if a black guy punches a white guy, you know, and we're just college students. So there's no fighting back really like out of professionalism. And he comes over, punches me. I fall on the ground and like my arm gets scraped up and like, I have pictures actually on my phone and like gums on the inside, like all right here if you're watching, not listening, um, we're all just like red and like beat and stuff. And um, then he like starts going back and marking. But at this time, like Kaiser comes down, he's like, you need to get off my property ball. He's like, they're effing predators. Da, 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 da. He's like, they're going to every single house. If they were doing something wrong, they wouldn't be here. Like they would be more scared. He's like, you're an idiot. Like get off my property or I'll get my guns. And he starts coming out of the den. He's like, I'm getting my guns. And then the guy left us alone. Right. So the police came, they came and like took their statements and our statements. And like, mm. I'm off. Um, I called Trey Campbell and he's like, he finally answers or whatever. And I was like, so this happened. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and bless Trey. Love him. He's kind of like an uncle to me, but um, yeah, the, and it's funny because the dad was like, I'm so sorry. I couldn't come out earlier. Like you guys knocked on the door and I had to put on pants. And so, like, all this happened while, like, he went to go put off pants to, like, come outside. And his wife was like, they're getting punched, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, they're being attacked. And um, it's funny because the police officer that was taking the other people's statement, like, he came over to his, and he's like, da, 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 da. And the guy wouldn't come out, so he couldn't get arrested then. So he just got convicted, actually, this past summer because the courts went really slowly. Um, and luckily, Southwestern covered all the costs and everything like that. But obviously, like, <laughs> that day next day i went to go follow kimmy and then i was like moving and it turned into crazy craziness and dan moore ended up like booking me a hotel room for like 24 hours and was like you don't wake up at 559 can you please like go da, da, da. and then rob put me on a competition for the next week to have my best week and it was mom's week and i hit it and um yeah it was funny like alex and i both had our best day that saturday the following saturday because it was like friday night i knew i was only sitting on like four or five hundred units or like three, like 400. I was like, I gotta have like a double steak day tomorrow. Like I gotta have like 200 plus. And I was like, well, 
haven't done that yet, but I guess tomorrow's going to be my best day. And I looked at Alex because we were rooming together at this point, And I was like, looks like we're about to both have our best day tomorrow because we got to like do this. Right. And um, Alex had his best day at that point um, that day. And it's funny because my ex, he sold books. And so my ex was actually working on my white cards for me during this day. Um, and he was going into my ROS and he texts Melanie Howell, who's one of my BFFs and also my secretary. He's like, yo, I think Naomi just hit magic number. Cause it was like that crazy, like punch in the face week. And so it was like PC twice punch in the face week. And like barely, I only worked like three total days that week. If that's so sold like 200 something units the next week, it ended up that Friday night, I was sitting on like 400 and I ended up with like 736, 742 the next day. So I like 342 that Saturday. Um, and it's funny because it was just like plat after plat after plat after plat after plat. And like, try <laughs> my ex was Platinum. like, so Melody, I think that we just like hit magic number, which I hadn't. Martine hit like 400 or something. But it was just like <laughs> interesting how just like the challenges, like just you got to plan to get punched in the face and just figure it out, you know, and like work hard and love people in the process and like things just happen for you, you know, but Damn. that that's the craziest thing that ever happened to me on the book field. And I got a free spa day from Rao for, uh, there you go. That thing, which was really positive, but, um, Damn. long story short, he ended up getting convicted with not, you know, a whole year later and i'm very thankful i didn't have to go to court because that was what it was looking like i'd have to go to court during sales school this past summer but um yeah just like crazy so oh and his towel did fall when he walked over to me <laughs> um so i did he had a very small um member <laughs> it's like that's, that's called like, overcompensation right there yeah definitely compensating and um he had definitely he had been convicted before of like um Damn. So he had, he had a record and stuff. So I'm just very thankful for Kaiser saved us. Um, and that's why I sent him a mindset after. And he was so happy and we keep up still. So that's one of the dads I still keep up with. And all last year, whenever things were happening on social media, it was, um, he would always like keep me updated, you know, because he hadn't been convicted yet because they couldn't arrest him on the spot because he wouldn't come out of his trailer. So they had to go get a warrant. Um, so it's just like, yeah. So crazy thing. It was funny. Like, you know, people like don't usually like this doesn't usually happen. People might get assaulted like every like five years, but usually they're asking for it. And I've never heard of a girl getting, you know, That's assaulted. Crazy. So yeah. and the rookie too. Damn. And the rookie too, which he's he's a great kiddo. Um super fun. He actually his parents like freaked out, obviously. He was super committed to like doing what he said he was gonna do though, and he actually ended up finishing the summer virtually from home by himself and so yeah yeah like this kid like could have just gone home like whatever but uh mark is is his name he just that night i pc'd him like we're both in shock we went to taco bell it's like we're not working for the rest of the night (laughs) for obvious reasons (laughs) um and we uh yeah i like pc'd him like i don't even know what to say you know i'm like in shock myself and i'm like all right cool um, so I bought him Taco Bell and, you know, sent him home and stuff, but it was, uh, kudos to him for just like doing what he said he was going to do. And like, he came to the word banquet. We're still friends this day. We, uh, hung out last weekend at the proper John video music video shoot. 
So we can now storylines here. <laughs> yeah. Good good time. So yeah. Good stuff. Everyone has to play, like, wow, that's crazy. Getting punched in the face by a naked man. By a naked man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> seeing a seeing a big old dildo and uh handling some shit. Oh yeah. That's what the book filth can bring. Look at that. Oh yeah. Crazy stuff. Go find Man. yourself some some three legged dogs, folks, and uh, you know, maybe maybe you'll wind up having crazy stories like this. I don't I don't know what I mean by that, but uh, if you sold books, you know what I mean by that. Uh, uh, just go you know, uh, no. do some crazy shit. You know, you know. Oh yeah. So um, that said, people can uh, put in a lot of these stories. You know, it's like there are seventy nine days of stories in, in these books. In case people sell a little bit longer it's mostly designed for people still on the field but it is quite hilarious if you are off the field as well so again oh, if you want to but it just message us on uh on instagram or facebook right yeah, yeah so shoot us a message yep, shoot us yeah, a message yeah. on on our social media um instagram or on youtube or whatever we'll and we will up. get you pre-orders for the copy um yeah on that note damn let's uh let's wrap this one up i think we have some people coming up in november but i think we're just gonna make a post about it so we can just yeah. kind of wrap this up um and then um keep an, keep an, keep an eye out for some uh, names we just confirmed todd mcwhorter for december so that's pretty awesome um and so that'll be a super that'll be a crazy episode um yeah, he's, he's, he's excited about it too so um yeah you guys well thank you Robert so much for being on happy Halloween up on thursday happy halloween um on social media yeah. we appreciate you ponies so much we're so yeah, thankful yeah. we want to keep this going and keep things things up so just keep uh make sure you hit subscribe and share yeah. and all that good stuff see so. you on the next one um yeah and like naomi mentioned make sure you if you are want to keep if you want to support us on our patreon we're doing that there's gonna be perks we don't even know what that is yet but there will be perks we're even thinking about letting people who pay who buy in decide what the perks are so that's that's who knows maybe not i'm not i'm not sure there's that wishy-washy naomi didn't want i wanted to throw it in there <laughs> sorry I, I had to I, I was like i'm gonna do exactly what she told me not to do because i fucking don't like to be told what to do <laughs> <laughs> oh just just picking uh, on you alright love you guys thank you so much and we'll see you on the next one absolutely. peace out Oop.